0: PS5 sells 13.4 million units. Who
1: wins Shaggy or a
0: cat and a mouse Hello and welcome to Triangle Square a PlayStation Podcast. I'm your host Brett Beck and alongside me as always is Mr.
2: Saul Bridges, bringing y'all lucky episode 235 and alongside me is Mr. Chris Figgs.
0: That is the smoothest you've done this yet. Yeah, uh, I thought last I, episode was pretty smooth. Well, he sounds like surprised myself. in every other episode, like, Chris Fix, <laughs> 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 What? Who killed who? Chris Figgs. Uh Anyway, uh, welcome. Of course, like we said, we are a PlayStation podcast, so we do talk about gaming as a whole. Uh, and uh, go ahead and tell you guys, uh, if you're coming here just looking for us to slam on Xbox for no reason... Look elsewhere. But if you're looking at us to slam on Xbox, Nintendo, or anybody for good reason, then you've come to the right place. Uh, anyway, if this is your first time uh, listening to the show or watching the show, then, uh, of course, know that if you want to watch it, you can go watch it on YouTube. If you do, like, subscribe, all that good things. Share the show with your friends. Uh, if you want to <coughs> listen to it on podcast services, of course, you can go do that. And hopefully you feel good about the episode, and feel like you we deserve a review so that you can let other listeners, potential listeners, know what we do in this show and how you like it. But we like to get off going quickly in these shows with the first thing that we always open with, and that is a simple, what has everybody been doing and playing? So Chris, surprise me by telling me you've played anything other than Guardians this week. I have. Uh, oh, look I at you. I played a bunch of Valorant this week too, so... Valorant. Is that the game from the same people that make um, League. League of Legends? Yeah. Riot? Yep. Yep. Uh, so, it.
1: Valorant, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then a PC game, which Saul needs to play. I refuse to tell him anything about it, but he uh, needs well, to I, just go by Inscription and play it.
2: I know what it is. I just haven't had time to play it. It's a hard
1: we'll game. Go isn't play it. it.
0: Eh, kind of. Okay. All right. So, Chris, I have a question for you. Yes. Why are you so adamant that Saul plays it? But I'm not getting the recommendation at all. Did you played, You've never uh, played Slay the Spire yet. <laughs> oh, interesting. So does it have to do with Slay the Spire?
1: No. We'll I just I don't. I, I want. I, yeah, I wanted to just <laughs> as blind as humanly possible to go in. But it's really good. It's, it's number two on my game of the year list so far. So,
0: well, considering that your game of the year list consists of Death Stranding and Guardians. <laughs> Guardians is (laughs) above Death Stranding. Guardians is my game of the year right now. I know every game that Chris has played this year and don't wrong Chris I'm not even slamming on you because I know so many people (laughs) to do this including myself sometimes every game that Chris has played this year oh dude this is this is game of the year contender right here this is it and then uh, he moves on he moves on from Tales of Arise that he didn't even finish I don't think I ever said it about Tales of Arise said I really like Tales of Arise oh I can go back and find the discord notes buddy (laughs) I'd like you
1: to. No, I don't. But I mean that's the thing is the I've only really finished three games that came out this year and all of them were good. You know. Yeah, fair enough. Far Cry 6 is not is not good. So <laughs> Far
0: Cry 6 is if that's on someone's <laughs> list, I'm not going to talk down on you. I just don't see it. But I'm also I'm a, I'll also throw in the towel that I am not that far in. So if if at the 30 hour mark this game suddenly <laughs> becomes amazing, then that's great. <laughs> but no.
1: I'm like probably ten to twelve hours in, I'm like, I'm good.
0: At not the good. fifteen like, hour back, mark. But... Yeah, if at the fifteen hour mark, if it becomes amazing, then also good for the game. Yeah. But that's too long for my blood. Well, El Presidente will
1: email you when you don't go back. <laughs>
2: yeah. I uh, saw what you've been playing, man. I have been playing a couple games this week. I downloaded a uh, voice of cards, but I haven't played it yet. um I was waiting to do that tomorrow actually on Monday because today is Halloween, so today is gonna be other than like the normal stuff after recording we're gonna I'm gonna go home we're gonna make um cookies and watch the new Halloween movie.
0: Oh Halloween kills
2: yeah, so what are you watching it on? <clears throat> um I think it's available to. It's on Peacock, as I think that's what it is. Yeah, and we have a free month of Peacock, so like I think that's what we're gonna watch it on. Um, even though I've never never used Peacock before, so we'll see how
0: that works. Um, the Office fans across the internet screech. Is that what it's on now?
3: (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah. So like I I plan on doing that tomorrow. Um, I played, I started up Dark Souls three again yesterday, uh, because I'm actually gonna try to chip away at the platinum at that game now. Who knows if I'm actually going to get it, but it's going to take at least twenty ish hours.
1: That's um. You have to do that in, with a partner, right?
3: So no, gonna, uh, I don't okay. think so. No, no, no. Um, okay.
0: Dark Souls Three must say uh, it's it's the ring stuff. I mean, are you restarting from scratch or are you? Gonna... Yeah, I was gonna restart from scratch because well, like, I guess you can. Kinda... It,
2: it just gives me a reason to play through it again, and True. I get to I'm gonna do, play it, through it with the Great Sword, which is um just the standard Greatsword Sword is of course the one that's um. Modeled after Guts' sword from Berserk, yeah. Uh, and I've been reading Berserk a lot this week too. So you're so just doing a Berserk run? No, I'm not doing. Like there are people who do that who name themselves Guts and then make a character that looks like Guts. Um, now, I think, Chris, what you're talking about, though, there is one that does technically require um, co-op, mm. but um, or PvP at least, but that's to get the ring by leveling up the. Which covenant is it? It's a co- it's the covenant in Orlando. I can't think of what it is called for the life of me. It's Urias thing. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But you can also grind enemies to get that too, because like it. the 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 dregs that you have <clears> to get like 99 of or hundred of to level up the covenant, you can get from enemies by farming that, which is annoying. Yeah, you know, um, I've never
0: thought about it. But
2: are that? there Dark Moon. Dark Moon? Dark Moon. I'm dumb.
0: Are there uh, from software games that follow this normal formula or whatever that do have online specific trophies?
2: Technically, they can be done. So, like this has reached rank one in Blades of the Dark Moon. You must offer ten proof of the consort or concord kept um, to to get that. And to get that, you technically could be in the covenant. I'm pretty sure. Let me see. Uh, reward for defeating invaders when def- defending a way of the blue member as a blue sentinel or blade of dark moon. Okay. Um, also, extremely rare drop from silver knights
0: in Orlando, uh, 1%. So basically, that's what I would have figured. It's kind of like Bloodborne. I mean, technically, you would think Bloodborne would require you to co op for getting through the chalice dungeons, but if you're an oh. absolute madman, you can chalice dungeon yourself, you know? I had to do that did for that. The platinum. <laughs> I
2: did it. All the story, uh, all the story ones had to be done, and that's I did all that by myself.
0: I'm gonna tell you, yeah. I couldn't imagine running through that by myself. I mean, I, I a did it knuckle all on amygdala, but yeah, yeah, the
2: amygdala one where your HP is cut in half. Yep, that's it's not the fun. worst.
1: Is the worst boss fight. That's the, the not, island, right? sort of filed yeah. I think
2: it's defiled Amygdala. Defiled, oh, defiled, right. defiled, defiled yeah.
1: amygdala. Yeah. Yep, that one. It's funny because everyone I talked to had a lot of trouble with that dog at the beginning, and I didn't find the dog hard at all. But amygdala. Couldn't do it. it. Took me a oh, solid yeah. forty tries. The watchdog of something. Yeah, it's like it, it, a, he's on fire or whatever.
2: Yeah,
3: <clears throat> yeah. I, didn't well, I was gonna
1: say that. that I would. uh I would have played Dark Souls three with you because I want an excuse to go back and play for
2: the platinum 2 I'm at like fifty percent. It's those dang rings, man. It's the yeah. rings and it's the spells. Like the rings require um new game plus up in a new game plus
0: three, I think. And then you have. <laughs> you have Demon Souls over here with like now you got to nope. pay attention to world currency, nah, world tendency and world, <laughs> world tendency, tendency, yeah, yeah world tendency.
2: You can you can actually mess up and have to restart an entire run because mm-hmm. of like one death or something. That's so I've heard.
1: Crazy. Demon Souls is actually kind of easy because you can just co-op and have someone drop all the stuff for you and then you just get the trophies.
2: Technically, you could do that in Dark Souls Three. You can go to the oh. Dark Souls Three. You can go to um, it's a subreddit called Pickle P. Because yeah. of the uh, the birds in the Soul Series, Pickle P and Pumplum, mm-hmm. and you can just have them drop everything. They now right. they can't drop sorceries and magics, but they can do all the rings for you. Yeah, wild. So I wouldn't want to do that though, because it's giving me another reason to play through the game and the the DLC. And Dark Souls, like I love playing through Dark Souls three specifically. I think it has the most replayability of any game in the series because of the amount of like builds that you could do. So, like, it's been a while that. since I've done a strength build. My next build is going to be a Pyromancer that uses a Chaos Infused uh, Astora Greatsword and Pyromancy. So, he's going to have like a really big Greatsword, but he also could do Pyromancy. And it's going to be two. Completely different styles of playstyle. Play
0: yeah, I think I think much like uh, Bloodborne as well. I think Dark Souls Three feels the best out of all of the Dark Souls games. So it's fun to go back and play because it ta- it just tactile wise it feels good to do everything in the game. Whereas replaying Dark Souls One or Dark Souls Two, and even to some smaller degree, replaying Demon Souls is a little clunky in comparison to those two. Yeah, but. So. That's what I've been
2: playing this week. I'm starting Voice of Cards up, like I said, tomorrow, which would be today, the day that this goes live. And then um, I played Phasmophobia and Halo uh, last night. Um, we played that to like 1 a.m. <laughs> or one thirty ish
0: I-, I was on Sea of Thieves till 3 a.m. <laughs> it, oh, no. it was not the ideal way to do things, but that season is going to be mine. It's just gonna be, like I will say this. Clearly, I guess I'm going into what I'm playing. I've been playing Sea of Thieves all weekend and and some throughout the week. Um, I have never cared about a season pass. (laughs) And somehow, some way, something about the way that Sea of Thieves is worked out, I'm I'm into it. Now, as much as I want to praise Sea of Thieves for that... I will say, Donovan and I were looking through the uh, microtransactions, and you were talking about highway robbery out of their mind. I cannot believe they think they're <coughs> going to pull this off. Chris, if you would have had to imagine, I don't know if you've looked or not, if you had to guess how much one boat, like you know all the things, the sails, figurehead, the capstan, all these parts of the boat would cost, boat skin, basically. How much do you think an entire boat would cost skin wise ninety nine. It's not that bad, thankfully. $19.99. (laughs) It's it's $22.99. And then there's the way that they actually show the ship on the uh, thing is with a set of a custom figurehead and a custom sails that aren't part of the bundle. That if you want those, you have to spend a a further $8 each, $7.99 for each item. So you're spending almost $40 for a single boat skin. I mm-hmm. could buy the entirety of Kena, a, a ton of games for that. And I'm <clears> sorry, <throat> that's ridiculous. I It's the it's the problem I have with games that are free to play. And I think it is an example of as much as I like that game, people looking and saying the Game Pass of it all is going to make every game want to do that. And it's hard not to kind of agree with that when you look at a game that it, you can buy. It's not a free to play game, no. but I guess technically it is because of Game Pass. Um, but... Dude, that's crazy. You know, because I was having such a good time. I was like, you know what? I'll I'll throw some money at it, right? And I started mm-hmm. looking, seeing all these cool outfits. I was like, oh, I'd buy that. And then I look at them like ten dollars. You're out of your freaking mind. <laughs> uh, I used worse words than that, but <laughs> yeah, it's just it is hard to go into games like that. Uh, I, you know, I think that there's games um, like War. Um, Warframe that I think Mm -hmm. have some pretty interesting uh, microtransactions that are a little too much money, but also pretty much everything in that game can be earned and built in the game. And that is not true of Sea of Thieves, Um, which is unfortunate. So here we are. I will probably the, the idea behind the season pass. The drive is that when I get to 100, there's a really cool outfit that comes with the plunder pass, as a bunch yeah. of as well as a bunch of other things. And the plunder pass as a whole is ten dollars, but I'm not paying the ten dollars until I get to level 100. <laughs> <laughs> because if I don't yep. get to level 100, I don't want to spend the money and not and still not get the outfit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, I get that. So. It is what big it is. Apex player. So you're not saying anything that has
0: surprised me. <laughs> I figured not, but you know I don't uh, have a lot of experience with the 9.99 uh, $9 is is cheap for a screen, I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you to the point where I used to think that Destiny Two's microtransactions were high, and in hindsight, I think Destiny Two's microtransactions actually might be among the most affordable. I think they're. I think they're relatively. Average, yeah. Like I don't know Fortnite. Clearly, that's a big one, and I know for a while the big problem with Fortnite was that it was loot box based, and where you had to try and try and try to get what you wanted. I know Apex is well based, right, Chris? Apex sells everything
2: at um, a good price. I don't think that that would be considered over. That's why I consider Apex and Destiny to be like middle road. Like you get what you're paying for in a in a in a, in a weird regard there.
1: Um, I mean. Apex is loot box based, but you can craft everything and then there's usually stuff in the store you can buy. No, no. But I mean, like, are, if you're
2: going to buy like
1: if you're going to are $20. Money,
2: yeah. Uh, but That's if you're going to... No, I'm thinking about it. I mean, dude. Per, is it per skin? Like one skin is $20. Dude, yes. Okay.
0: And, and look, yeah. this is going to come back to a fair. Let's say
2: you pick one character, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to play as... I don't know. I'm trying
1: to think. Well, I'll <laughs> tell plate. you,
2: right? Like my my main is
1: Octane, and I own every skin that Octane has.
0: Well, I was how much money or, is that? If you had to throw a dollar sign at
1: it, I have like, spent. I would say conservatively, I've spent five hundred dollars on
2: Apex. Well, I was gonna say worst case scenario. I mean, I mean, at best, let's <laughs> say I've played I it like for two years. You know, let's say I like playing as Revenant, right? Yeah, and uh, which is my main or one of them. Uh, and let's say I spend 20 bucks on them three times, that's the cost of a normal yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And that's I would say that's pretty fair because then at that point, I have three different interchangeable skins for my main person.
0: And I guess at that point, I will say the the idea of Apex being 100% free to play, the barrier of entry is low. You, I mean, you just get on and even on, definitely on PlayStation where you don't even have to have PS Plus to play because all free to play mm-hmm. games are covered. It is a truly free game. As long as you have the system, you can play that game. Yep. I think the difference there between these two games is that Sea of Thieves is still a full price game just because it happens to be part of a monthly service that you still have to pay for in order to play it and are required to have the online service to play it if you bought it outright. I see no reason as to why the skins need to be that supplemental in cost. Now, technically, if you want to look at that, the game is lesser because right the skins for Sea of Thieves... Um, which kind of bummed me out because they don't come with the matching weapons. That's a completely different bundle. But if you just wanted your character to look a specific way with his clothing, $10 for a skin. Mm -hmm. And then the weapon set is roughly $8 on its own as well, where all your weapons can match what you've got. Um, To me, I think that's ridiculous for a game that you are buying and or paying for a service to play. That's that's too. Much. I think they're all too much, but I think it's an easier pill to swallow when the whole game is free. And it's literally, play as much as you want to, don't worry about it. And if you choose to throw some money in the bucket for something you really like, then we appreciate it. Yeah, I, well, it feels like a different type of market. That to
1: me is the thing, right? Is I could check and get the exact number of hours, but I think I've spent 1,700 hours on Apex Legends in two years. And mm-hmm. I've spent $500. I spent sixty dollars to spend five hours with Far Cry Two Six. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a. I, that's why I don't have a problem being like, oh, okay, there is a cool skin I like. Here is twenty bucks. I am not like like I used to have a, guy, a friend I played Fortnite with mm-hmm. who would spend $100 a hundred dollars on Rip because he was like, oh, the savings are better. I am like, not nah, my guy. You spent a hundred dollars today. I spent twenty dollars. Sure, I didn't get any extra coins, but I got the skin I wanted. And that, to me, is just like, hey, like I like supporting Respawn. I don't mind, you know. Whatever. The only thing that was excessive was when I bought the the Octane Heirloom. That was 200-something dollars. But that was just like... But I got a bunch of other skins for it. And it was the middle of the pandemic, so the government paid for it, not me. And, you know, like... (laughs) Your tax money happened. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how... that's how I feel about it. It's just like, I like supporting the devs and I've spent so much time playing it. I find like, like my, one of my friends who I play it with all the time will refuse to spend money on it. I'm like, I get it, but you've also spent a solid 1500 hours with this game. I don't think it's a bad thing to be like, here's your 10 bucks for your battle pass or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think battle pass is a little different, right? Because I think even in Sea of Thieves a battle pass being $10 and coming with an entire skin as well as a bunch of other things as including the ancient coin currency that literally is the equation of real world money that you earn as part of this battle pass. By the time that you spend your 10 real world dollars and you get all of the money that you get as part of the season pass for literally just playing and then you get the skin, it's a far better deal because it's like you're getting a skin as well as all this extra stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, extra ship stuff. Um, you're getting a far better value at that ten dollars than anything else is. And we were actually kind of looking at that, and someone may know the answer a little bit better. If every item, I really doubt that it is because we're only on like season four. If they were originally part of a season pass, and at, if you bought it part of the season pass, you got everything for ten bucks. But if you buy it later, it's way more money. Uh, that's a, that could be a little different, but I just it's. It is odd. I think certain players, and it depends on the type of games you play and how often you play. But I guess the upside to a game like like Fortnite or Apex in terms of being wholly for the player's benefit realistically is that your friend can play that game for 1,700 hours or 1,500 hours, whatever it be, and not have to spend a dime on it. That's kind of cool. Just as it's fair enough that you're going to supplement that, the fact that he's not paying for it at all by spending $500 or two years. Yeah, you know, pretty
1: much. you know, <laughs> yeah. I gonna, I've made that joke to him before, where he'll make fun of me for buying the skins, and I'm like, I'm supporting them for both of us, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're not going to spend any money, man, this game's going to fall under. <laughs> yeah. What is EA ever going to do as an indie dev? Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and get going into the news. Uh, but remember... Uh, we are going to eventually get to the community stake, and you can find us over on Twitter at Triangle SQRD and be part of that every week when we post that, as well as join the Discord, which we have down the link below. Um, you can go to Facebook; we have a group called Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast that you can be. Uh, you can ask to enter, and we'll gladly let you in. And that's how you can be part of that section. It's really fun. At the end of every episode, we kind of pose a question that's from that episode, uh, from from the main topic of the current episode. And we kind of give that for a moment for you to do something fun or push back against something that we said so that you can open our eyes or make us view something differently uh, and give us context. So uh, we appreciate that. And of course, if you want to support the show further, you can always go to patreon.com slash nartech and give as little as a dollar per month. We thank every one of you guys who do. But starting into the news, first thing. Prince of Persia's upcoming remake the Sands of Time is still in development with the team taking to Twitter to post a quick update, if you want to call it that, that confirms we will see their progress in the future. This comes off the back of Ubisoft delaying the Division Heartland as well into the next fiscal year, meaning they won't release until April 2022 at the earliest. If you remember when it first came out, and I'm sure everybody does, that game got smacked down uh, because it just looked a little odd. It, and I think that there's this expectations that players have from remakes based off of like the vicarious vision remakes and blue point remakes. and this didn't seem to be hitting that mark. Uh, so this is delayed, but hopefully it means that they're really taking those complaints to heart and they're going to try and come and show something again that wows everybody. Okay, I'm not gonna say everybody, right? Because I'm sure there's somebody out there when they showed the new crash bandicoot for the insane trilogy was like, That's not my crash. My crash <laughs> is low poly. He doesn't have fur. <laughs> there's no fur shaders. <laughs> so I'm furious about this. <laughs> God, I hate you sometimes, Chris. <laughs> and that's that's the hate that has that undertone of I love you. Uh-huh. But I gotta say it in the mean way. Oh, uh, anyway. Next piece of news, Resident Evil Village has shipped 5 million units already, closing in on the impressive 10 million plus units of Resident Evil 7 and at a quicker pace than 7 reached that peak. So very likely that that's going to hit Resident Evil 7's numbers at the very least if it's moving this quick. And also there's some DLC apparently on the way if we uh, remember from Capcom's probably better off forgotten E3 that they, (laughs) you know, they did. Yeah. It was something. Uh, Next thing up, hot off the back of Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, the rumor mill alleges that WB is developing its own Smash Bros. style mashup with a lineup of characters currently including Shaggy, Gandalf, (laughs) Tom and Jerry, Batman, Fred Flintstone, (laughs) Mad Max, and even Johnny Bravo. Now, hopefully that's not the entire lineup because that's a game that gets old pretty quickly. But the title of the game is apparently Multiverses. It's a great name. and That is a great name. And was thought to be in development at NetherRealm. Jeff Grubb, who often offers insider information, confirms that the title is real, but is being developed elsewhere outside of NetherRealm. Uh, And the little story behind this is apparently this started with the Ultra Instinct Shaggy memes. And -hmm. then when they did that uh, Mortal Kombat movie where they had the little animated Ultra Instinct Shaggy opening with the punch, the WB people loved it so much they greenlit the ability for them to go and do a mashup game. That's the story. We'll see if it, how exactly it airs out. I think this is potentially a good idea, but it does kind of feel like if it's that old, then this has probably been in the works for a little bit. But it does feel weird to have this coming and talked about after Nickelodeon announced the exact same yeah. thing with their people. Um, but if it's done right, I, I'm actually a little sad it's not being developed at NetherRealm. Me too. Because that would have made me be more like, okay, let's see what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm almost, we'll we'll see.
1: I'm almost surprised that they didn't do WV versus Netherrealm, you know? Because then they could have, well, because then they could have done W, they could have, because it would have been basically DC versus Mortal Kombat. But then you could have also had Johnny Bravo and also had Gandalf fighting the Mortal Kombat characters, which I think would have been cool. And you could have even done something really interesting, which is Injustice Batman versus Christian Bale Batman.
0: You know, that would have been. Oh, kind of, yeah. That would be interesting <clears throat> to see go off. I mean, yeah. it, it remind, I don't know if you played it. Uh, of course, NetherRealm developed a game back in the PS3 360 gen uh, that was Mortal Kombat versus DC. hmm. Uh, exactly. And. Of course, that obvious feeling now with Injustice in the hindsight of us to be like, oh, yeah, of course they were working toward that. Um, Great game. I think that the naming thing gets weird there because, right, technically NetherRealm is WB. Yeah. So I guess you could actually just call it Mortal Kombat versus... Versus WB, d- yeah. WB, but <laughs> NetherRealm would be more fun because then you could have the Injustice versions of characters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that gets to the thing that Smash does where... Do you really want to have two versions? And sometimes Smash says the answer is yeah. Do you really want to have two versions of the same character that play differently? Or do you just want to make it a skin? And most fighting games kind of wrangle. What would the differences be? How different would they be? Would the value be there to actually make them two bespoke characters like Toon Link and um, Young Link in the Smash Brothers games? So I don't know. There's definitely something to be said here. And if it comes out, I'm willing to give it a try. I know I was saying that about Nickelodeon All-Star, and I have yet to make the time to play that. I, I intend to, but I've yet to do so. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening there. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's just a matter of, like, depending on
1: how hard they go with it, it, could you could have, like, Ben Affleck's Batman fighting Christian Bales, and then them talking about whose movie is better. You know, that would be the whole reason that you would do multiple characters like that. And especially if it's free-to-play, then it's, like, Break the fourth wall. The yeah. Time. Christian Bale's Batman is a DLC character. And here's Ben Affleck's and here's Pattinson's, you know. Could be interesting because they, they'd all have different, you know, they all clearly have different fighting styles if you watch those movies. So,
0: well, I don't know. From what I can see, <clears throat> I saw Ben Affleck's Batman doing this right here. Yeah. And then, and then if you look, there's pretty much a frame by frame copy in the new Batman <laughs> trailer. And I don't mean that in a, a wrong way. It's just like clearly Batman just, Pounds down. He doesn't even look like he's punching. He looks like he's like taking his (laughs) fist. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So,
1: well, Ben Affleck's Batman would get fatalities and the rest of them would get friendships. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
3: Mm.
0: Interesting. Yeah. The real prize was the friends they made along the way. Um, (laughs) Next thing up, Apple Music is now available on PS5 for players to download the app, link their account, and it will show up in Game Face uh, in the PS button quick menu alongside Spotify. So if you've long been mourning the fact that Spotify was the only thing on PlayStation 5, now you have the other option. I'll still wait for the day for Google to get off their butt. Honestly, I don't care because I'll never use the feature. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say YouTube Music to be in there, but it's not necessary. I will. This is my opportunity to demand that why are they even worried about this when what we need to demand from them and it would solve all these issues is I want Snap. I want the Snap feature from the original Xbox One launch before they took it away. Those bastards. I want it on PlayStation. Bring it. This is your moment, Sony. Now is the time. Now is the place. Be on the right side of history. (laughs) (laughs) With
1: YouTube, I think you can pin the YouTube to the corner. So you could always use YouTube music that way if
0: you were degenerate. <laughs> well, I thought I was going to say is you could technically play music or whatever through YouTube that way. And it would yeah. solve that issue. Uh, but I just right now on PlayStation, you can pin like the, uh, the tr- uh, trophy and the help guide to stuff, but you cannot pin YouTube that I'm aware of. And I've tried. So unless I'm doing something wrong, or the you can't stuff through,
1: it, I think because, um, S- sacred symbols was tweeting about how you can watch their show through the web app on the thing that pins out. I don't really know because I would never use it. But Maybe it's like a
0: weird workaround. So instead yeah. of it being the actual YouTube app, it's like you can pin the web browser. Exactly, yeah. That lets you go. I haven't tried that route. That sounds yeah. far more complicated and like a UI mess because you're going to be trying to control YouTube through a fake browser. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever did that on PS3. That's not fun. No. <laughs> sounds flarking insane. Yeah, it does sound Mm -hmm. flarking insane. Speaking of flarking, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) No galaxy, no gardens of galaxy news here, boys. I'm sorry. I know it's depressing. Uh, Next thing up, this is a quick one. Sony's financials have provided us an update on how PS5 is performing. With the system having shipped 13.4 million units as of September 30th, Um, I am still always wondering if they could actually manufacture more. Would that number be higher, or is the still number, or is the number of people buying the systems? that would buy the systems ultimately being the same. It's just m- there's that midway thing of some of them going to scalpers. Uh, first, scalpers are not sitting on PlayStations. Well, so no, they're I, not. Not, not, for, not for too long, at least, right? Right. Like, the, Yeah, they're going to sit on them to try and make a profit, but they're not going to... People who think that there's like people who've owned PS5s in a warehouse for six months yeah. waiting for them to sell at an exact price, that's not happening. Yeah,
1: sometimes I get on Twitter and I feel like me, you, Saul are the only people in the world
0: who got PlayStation 5s and scalpers have the rest of them. (laughs) It's what they feel like they talk about, which, to be fair, there was a lot of stuff going on there. Saul didn't have to really try to get a PlayStation. Well, yeah, I just
1: more mean that it seems like people just don't even think no one has them. Which, this piece of news, can we stop talking uh, mess about Sony now? This is more shipped than PS4s at this point. So they're doing a good job. So we can jumps. stop whining about it, right? Like, this is clear. There's clearly no issue here. It's in the middle of a supply constraint time, in the middle of a pandemic, they've shipped thir- 14 million units, more so than the PlayStation 4.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and people, I can't get one. Well, dude, right. more have sold in a single, not even a year, yeah, than yeah. the PS4 did. And the PS4 was an ample supply. <laughs> exactly.
1: It's it's a popular product and guess what sometimes you can't get popular things it's not like sony is doing a bad job producing these i'm kind of tired of that narrative
0: yeah i think the problem is because of the chip shortage and the demand and all these different things kind of going together it's it reminds me of when people were like there's not enough switches but the not enough switches only lasted for about like three to five months if I remember and then it was like if you really want to switch you can find them pretty easily and I Mm. think everyone's just stressed out that the find them easily of PS5 is not quite there I don't think it's still that hard and a good example is I think that the way you approach it's always a big thing Um, Seth Saul's brother I was able to get him one my first try nice yeah literally he sent me the link he was like hey there's a thing going (laughs) up today can you just try and get on and do it too the first browser I opened and I ended up opening a backup one but the first browser I opened I got in Bought the PS5, everything, even on the wait list and everything, five minutes. And he was mm-hmm. like, I've been trying for like eight weeks. I'm like, I guess I got a magic touch, or I'm I don't have a bad attitude. I don't know what's going on. Cause he was he was doing the same thing. It's yeah. not easy to get a PS5. It's almost impossible. It's not. And that is of course in terms of me doing the act of clicking the button to get it or doing the thing to get it. That's the fourth PS5 I've gotten yeah. in a year. Well, that was <laughs> so, like I
1: always said to people, I got I got three PS5s on the day that they put them up for sale. And then the one I actually ended up going through and purchasing, I pre-ordered at 1 a.m. that day. So it was just a matter of paying attention and knowing what was going on. you know.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm not, of course, I'm not saying it's, it shouldn't be easier. It should be. But like you just said, there's a number of factors that just, they can't control
1: it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, of course, we'd all like to walk into Best Buy and be able to pick up a PS5 on a whim. But right now, you know you can. You've known you can't for
0: a year now, over a year. Yeah, in all honesty, I think uh, consoles are doing a lot better of a job at being able to be gotten than graphics (coughs) cards by far. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, it's interesting that we're seeing the complaint go. But that's because the average consumer is more worried about the thing they can go buy and plug and play, whereas the small group of PC people who are like, or not like a small group, because it's clearly a large group, but the people aren't the people. They're just going to ride the storm out and be like, we'll make it happen one way or another. I'll do what I have to to get this. Mm -hmm. I know people who are importing graphics cards from Germany to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) one of our friends at work was like, hey, my my friends just sent me a thing. They're like, oh, are you still looking for a graphics card? Yes. He's like, all right, be looking in your mailbox. (laughs) Great. Cool. Um, That's good to hear. I'm happy for them. Alright, let's see. Next thing up, the leaks were right, and the PS Plus games for November are Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning, First Class Trouble, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a minute, and Knockout City. The extra PSVR titles, as well as part of the anniversary for PSVR, are The Persistence, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, which if I remember right, Chris said he loved. Excellent. Uh, and then uh, the Until You Fall, which is like a combat game where you have swords and stuff and move around. Actually, it looks kind of cool. I never ended up playing it, but it looks cool. Um, that's a solid month, and it goes to something that was in our Discord, where I think a lot of I think it was Rude Days, if I recall, being like, "It's not a terrible month, but I wanted to see more PS Five games." And I think it's kind of weird because I, I guess at the time nobody knew exactly what First Class Trouble was, and you know, I'm not saying you couldn't have gone and looked at it, but it wasn't an already recognizable name. But First Class Trouble and Knockout City are both native PS Five titles. First Class mm-hmm. Trouble is a day and date release. Yeah. On to like as soon as it launches, it's basically <laughs> Rocket League. It's coming immediately onto the service. I um, <clears throat> I don't know if he's changed his opinion after getting more information or what, but I don't think that this is a bad month at all. I actually no. think this is a, a really great month. Kingdoms of Amalur is a fantastic game, and if you've not played it, it's a good thing to be able to dip in and try without having to worry about spending the money up front. First Class Trouble being a day and date launch, awesome. Knockout City, I'm not interested in that at all, but it's a PS5 game. Uh, and it's relatively new, even though it's also available on PS4, just like First Class Trouble. Uh, and I think the PSVR games here are just icing on the cake. This seems like a good month. Uh, Saw what you think, man. If you uh, have I'm, you been have you been liking PS Plus lately? No, that's why I like that's why I was, want to talk about this one
2: because Kingdoms of Amber is actually in a game that uh, I'm interested in picking up. You talked me into it a while back ago, and I always said I'll pick it up when it's cheap, but now it's free, so, <laughs> so I you to, really got to do it. You know, I downloaded uh, Hell Let Loose, right? And Chris talked about it. Chris hit the nail on the freaking head with that game. (laughs) You run for five minutes without seeing a single soul, and then you jump into combat, and then you die instantly. (laughs) You kill people instantly, but you also die instantly. And then it takes like 45 seconds to get back into the game. Yep. And then it takes five minutes to get back to the action, and then you repeat the process. I deleted that game after like five minutes of playing it.
0: How many players? <coughs> I, no clue. Don't care. No clue.
2: 32 maybe. I don't know. These maps, it didn't matter. Well, the reason I, I asked is
0: because uh, I, don't, I don't know if any of you ever played MAG. I know, I know that you all know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, MAG had humongous maps, but you also had, what was it? 100? 100 players. Yeah. So I mean, MAG was 256. 256, that's what it was. It was 256 players. Yeah. 256 players on a big map and squads based is not nearly as bad, and I don't feel like that was a problem. So it's interesting that we're still having games come out, look at similar ideas, and not realize what you got to do. I think it's weird, though, because those moments of being alone and feeling like it takes a while to get in the action, that exist in games like Call of Duty, uh, Warzone, and probably in Apex. I, I feel like Apex, mm-hmm. I would always find people quicker than when I play Warzone. It's not the, the same few type times of
2: no, not. It's slower. Like you can, you can run fast in those games too. You can get true. from you can point, literally to point Move. B, quickly yeah, this look. felt like I was running through molasses, and That's I get what it's true. supposed to be. It's supposed to be a World War II simulator, and it's it's a good one. It's just boring. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't enough. know because the thing with Apex and Warzone is like you don't necessarily want to find people immediately, whereas this is. It's not billing itself as like a t- team deathmatch Call of Duty type of game, but sure. it feels that way. And that's the problem. That's also why for a long time I didn't like Battlefield because it felt like you'd spawn at the spawn and then you'd run to halfway across the map because the maps were so big and then you would die and then you'd be back at spawn. And with this it was at least in Battlefield you can sprint. <laughs> you know. This one <laughs> yeah. it felt it felt like they were like your character is carrying all his guns on his back so he walks 1 mile an hour. <laughs> it wasn't
2: well, fun well and not only that but like i i may be the the odd one out when it comes to like battle royale games i don't want to drop soon i want to wait till like 80% of the players have dropped out of the helicopter or whatever it is i do that too and then go to an offside of the map where it's like i can get over here and i know for a fact that if i'm if i'm competent at the game that i that i can win most 1v1s or whatever the games are you know if it's mm-hmm. 2v2 or whatever like i have a better chance at finding better stuff, and, and not toppling, getting- toppling who come across me when it's only one or two, then dropping into the middle, and then like everybody's there, so it's like I can kill that guy over there easily because he's right there. But then same thing goes for the guy behind me killing me
0: because while I'm dealing with him, this guy's
2: got yeah. sights on me. So like I like to get <clears> to the <throat> outskirts of the map, not the edge, but like you know a populated outer area, and then work my way through that kind of like a snake. Like I'm that's like,
0: exactly how I play. I try and yeah go I- out and. Spend a little time collecting things and getting things that I like.
2: Honestly, that's what I like the most about PUBG is PUBG where I think Fortnite was was fantastic before the building meta happened. Before people could learn how to build something in like three seconds. When Fortnite was, you could do that kind of like slowly to build up a wall, you know, to kind of help you out. But then like the second, that same time back then, it took you to build up a wall. Or to, you know, fortify you a little base. Somebody yeah. can build a tower above you. Um, before it became that, Fortnite was amazing because it was what a battle royale, in my opinion, should be. It is skill-based. It is There's no random um, in, like things that can happen. Like in Fortnite, this is my big problem with it. I'm running at you. You're way up in front of me. You have no idea I'm behind you. I start shooting at you. And within three seconds, you're building a fortress around yourself. And then I have to either do the same thing or you're going to get a, a higher than me and kill me, yeah. And then it, it becomes every encounter is that. It's just lame.
0: It's literally Yu Gi Oh, like we were talking about, where we have to build a deck because we know if you're going to throw hand traps, yeah, we've got to be able to do the same thing. The, or this is completely pointless. But
2: the problem with that is like unless you're playing the exact same deck with the exact same win con, it's it's always different. Your hands are always different. That's but true. this is that's true. It's always somebody with a shotgun. It's always somebody with like a sniper. It's always somebody that has a random rocket launcher. And then it's just a it's. Just just, it's it's a it build
0: tower turnaround snap.
2: And, yeah, and it's it's really yeah. annoying. But where Apex and PUBG happens is like there is like other things in that game like abilities and stuff
3: mm-hmm.
2: that you can take account for, and like it, and all those variables add up to the different types of weapons, the different types of abilities, the 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 map. I think the map that Apex, both Apex and PUBG make, are better than anything Fortnite's ever made,
3: mm-hmm. except
2: maybe the original map. And that's because back then it was. The circle typically fell in a neighborhood, and it's you and four other people, and you're like, oh, I'm in a house up in the attic, and I'm waiting to hear footsteps, or I'm waiting for this circle to get so small we're forced out. Yeah. Whereas now it's like I'm going to build a base right here where I'm pretty sure the circle's going to land, and it's here. And now I have like a 70-layer base in which I can be in any one of these 70 layers. Try to come up here. You're going to have the advantage, and it's automatically just not fun If if somebody gets lucky enough to put their base there. Um, See, where Apex, you don't get that. It's where the circle <coughs> falls. Is, is 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 you better make it there. Fortnite you
0: know. is the only battle royale game that's gotten any kind of real legs under it that I've not played at all. I, t- I don't even know how the game. I, like, I like. I've Fortnite. watched someone loosely play it.
2: I've said this before. If they took the building mechanic out of Fortnite, I would play it.
0: I haven't played PUBG. I lie. See PUBG. I didn't it. play PUBG.
1: <clears throat> Fortnite is the most skill based game out of any of the ones we're talking about. So it is. that like I don't I don't know. Like I think Apex is the hardest in terms of players and in terms of like gunplay. But Fortnite is easily the most skill-based. Fortnite sucks because of the building. I will never
2: play it again. Um, (laughs) That's the the problem, is like in most and this is just me, but like in most first person shooters, skill-based means a lot of things. It means getting good with a particular gun. It means getting good at knowing the map. It means but it seems like in Fortnite, it boils down to just two. Getting good with weapons and then getting good at building.
1: Yeah, but getting good at building is harder than any of the other skills in that's, any that,
2: of yeah. the games. That's the problem. Yeah. Though. That's so it. It that's, doesn't... that's the problem. I don't want to spend that much time learning how to do that. I'd See, rather spend my time learning how to master six different things.
0: Yeah, I figured. I've not watched a ton of Fortnite, but like when we were at PSX and they were doing one of the Fortnite tournaments there... I was watching this dude just literally look like what you're talking about, I assume, where it looked, he was building like a five foot by five foot tower around him in what felt like up. two seconds. Yeah. And I remember thinking, looking at someone doing it, it looks like it's super easy. But I thought, it can't be that easy. Otherwise, everyone would be amazing at this game. <laughs> So I figured it has to be something where even though, and that happens in games, right? Where visually a mechanic doesn't look as challenging as it actually is to pull off. But interesting to see in general. I I don't know. I I think PS Plus has been pretty solid since PS5 has launched. I'm not going to say there hasn't been months where I've been more or less disinterested. I think last month is (laughs) actually, or the the month with Hell Let Loose, whatever it was, um, is one of the, least interesting months to me but i think this one's pretty good and i think i will play first class trouble as a free trial a free game it looks really interesting we'll that, talk a little bit more about it is that the clue uh, among K- us game kind of yeah yeah so uh we'll go ahead and go to the next news right now though uh months out from release returnal is finally seeing its big 2.0 update the update brings photo mode to the title for those of the, you who like your virtual photography as well as the long requested feature to be able to suspend your current cycle So that you can turn the system off, update the system, play another game, all those things without losing progress on your current run. And I think that this is a great move. There's actually a pretty strong chance that I'll go back to Returnal now. I just got to that point where I didn't like having to lock myself down. Because normally I think that um, those types of games, right? I guess if you want to call it a um, my brain is failing. Roguelike? A roguelike, yeah. Yeah. I love roguelikes, but I think it's because normally roguelikes can be played in short bursts. You can either win or fail, and then you go on and be like, I'm going to go play another game. But in the same amount of time it takes me to do like three really great runs in Hades, I might be on the same run in returnal and that just feels like I don't want to leave behind my progress but I'm kind of done playing this right now cuz I want to go play something with a friend or I, I want to go do this and I don't want to sit there and worry about the times where my PS5 decides to update itself in the middle of me not even using it you know how pissed I would be if I was playing returnal got to the end boss was about to win put my system in rest mode and then the next day I woke up and it turns out my PlayStation either power went out and or and, and had to turn off or flickered, the PlayStation updated itself overnight in its sleep, I would be furious. So I think this is a great thing. Chris, how do you feel about this? I know that you were very much... Uh, Returnal is a fantastic game, and I hate it. Yeah. It, <laughs> if I remember your wording.
1: I have absolutely no interest in ever playing that game again. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't... I think they should have stuck to their guns. I know that... I know that it like this is probably better for the player base, but I think I don't know. It feels weird to like defend your decision not to have this in there and then fix it. Because I know in Slay the Spire, there are ways to circumvent the roguelike of it. And I've done it. And I think it takes away from it a little bit. Not that it's a single player game, do what you want. But I I liked in it, Returnal was not for me but i liked the fact that it was very like if you'd fail here it, you got to restart you know and that's my problem with the save state stuff is like yeah it's a single player game or whatever but i think it takes away from the
0: well the feeling on, of on. the game so let me say this the save state does not mean that if you suspend your cycle come back Die that you start back where you suspended. When you die, you still go back to the very front. I know. That, no, I know. I know that. But I, what I don't I, see. I mean, I, I get your point too. That I, in the sense of your greater point of why defend the decision and then go back and change it. If they would have stuck to their guns, it's fine. I never. I just wouldn't. know. I was unlikely <laughs> to go back and, and finish I, it because it's just too hard for me to try I, and dedicate that
1: amount yeah. of time.
3: But
0: I know
1: what you mean. But I know like I don't know. I know that in slay the spire if I feel like I'm losing a run, I can dashboard and start that battle over again. That's what I'm talking about. So to me it's the same thing here. It's like it's I get I understood why you didn't want it and I think that was a I think that was a good decision for a roguelike. I think the problem with Returnal is they made the wrong game cuz a roguelike should not last 3 hours.
0: You know, yeah. Well, and I think that that's one of the things. But there's also—I don't—I may be wrong, but at least I know that there's not a large amount of them. There are not a large amount and this might even be among the first of 3D <coughs> roguelikes where they're actually fully three-dimensional moving behind you and around you. Yeah, nothing um, I know. Of. That that actually tie into that cuz I mean you could say <coughs> that there's elements of that in Deathloop but that's not what Deathloop is. Deathloop is the right kind of game for what it's what its mechanics back. Yeah. Because it's focused on being single player and not pulling you through. Um, I think the difference like you say here is that roguelikes don't normally last that long. I think kind of what makes roguelikes really fun is this idea of like if you really exceed and you know what you're doing, you can beat the game roughly on any roguelike in about mm-hmm. an hour. A, an hour yeah. run will normally get you all the way through. And you can normally shave it way down if you're even better. Exactly. Um, but you you know, that's if you, when you get to the point where you finally mastered it enough to complete your first run, it's going to take you about an hour. Uh, maybe 45 minutes in most of them. And it feels weird to be like, I haven't even messed up yet. I'm still alive and I'm three hours in. And yeah, yeah I'm not saying that you, you haven't mastered it, but it just feels like For the average player, no matter what, you're going to be doing two to three hour runs. And I guess the difference, too, is that while you're trying to learn it, to master it, to get it to where you can finish the whole game in a single run in three hours, you're having to play for multiple hour runs as you learn the shortcuts and all these mechanics. Whereas a game like Hades, maybe I play for an hour on my first run and don't even get close to the end. But the next run, I'm shaving probably five minutes off because I've learned a lot from that single run. Right. And you iterate a lot quicker. I think Returnal is a really interesting game. I really liked so many aspects of it, but I just couldn't see it through. I think of the three of us, Saul's the only person who essentially beat the game. I beat the original, like I beat part one, I
2: guess. I think there's like two parts in that game, and like it's. Oh, I think you might be right. You beat I like think the I've final talked to boss, else. and then yeah, like you beat the final boss, and then it's not the final boss.
0: Yeah, I don't want to say too much for anybody
2: who might be playing. I game. um my my PS five has the problem though. Like where if I put it in rest mode, sometimes it shuts it off all the way. Yep, and that's
0: really annoying. And yeah, and that's another thing too is you have to deal with because I agree with you, Chris, on the sense of sometimes you feel like you should be stuck to the things, and I don't think you should be able to dashboard out and then come back in and then oh okay you can suddenly do this. I think if ideally there'd be a way for them to control it to where it's like you can save the state. And then close the game before you put mm-hmm. your game in rest mode. That way you don't have to worry about that. But if you... you know, Otherwise, before you get off, if you don't save your state, if you leave the game running even after you've saved the state and then it crashes or your system goes to sleep or whatever, we're not going to worry about it. I think it just makes way more sense to be like, we're only going to support it if you save and then close the game and that's it. And yeah. As soon as you open the game the next time, that save state is is deleted mm-hmm. and you continue on where you are. And if, and if you... Exit the game or anything, you are done. There is no restarting back at that point. You're just back at arc one. And I think that that's the best way between because while you're right, that's I don't want to say they made the wrong game, but being the pioneers of making this type of roguelite means that you're going to have to be the one who determines, and the fans to a degree are going to have to agree with your decisions for it to work, what mechanics you're going to introduce to make this style of game work in this new long form
1: yeah i don't know i don't know i don't want to gatekeep video games or whatever to me it's just it should have been one of these like you finish the stage and it saves if you want to stop stop if not finish the next stage or you're done you know that's how i would have done it personally
0: Yeah, I think that I would have liked Returnal a little bit more if it was a little bit more Deathloop-like, where they immediately found ways for you to tie things back around. That way you didn't feel so much debt to the time. Because that's it. I don't mind roguelikes. Mm -hmm. But, dude, it just feels weird to give three hours of something and be like, I've gained zero. Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but, oh, well. I mean, I guess the problem there is in Returnal feels too much like Deathloop and you have two similar games coming out in the same year. You don't want that either. (laughs) <laughs> even though I think their styles were enough to... I, I would have enjoyed both of them if they were even similar that way, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, next thing up is the most recent State of Play that Sony did. And it's come and gone. And as they made clear, it focused on third-party reveals and updates for games to come to PlayStations. And those games are as follows. The first one, Death Verse, Let It Die, which looks, as much as I can tell, like a survival action game. beats like a hero shooter. Kind of yeah, and that's that's the best thing I can kind of say. And it's set around a reality game show that's uh, within the game's world, and apparently the people are going there to uh, fight and kill each other. It looks all right. I don't look. Uh, I wasn't drawn to play it, but it wasn't bad. I was like, this is at least moderately interesting. How'd you guys feel about those? Uh, let it die. I'm
1: I'm looking forward to let not or not looking forward to it, but I like the original one. Uh, it's a sequel oh thing. so
0: this, this is a sequel to the grasshoppers game
1: yeah yep yeah is it being developed by grasshoppers nope because grasshopper was sold
0: so. well i know that that's why i was curious <laughs> yeah uh, okay salt did you see this that did not care <laughs> i don't blame you i mean i don't uh, <laughs> i didn't feel strongly one way or another about it I thought the little uh, TV host with the spinning robot hand was kind of cool. That's about where I was at. You know what I
1: mean? I mean, Let It Die is really fun. I mean, it's got the Grim Reaper on a skateboard. Like, yeah, it's I sick. remember that. Um, but I don't know why you'd make a sequel to it and announce it basically the day you sold the dev who created this IP. Like, I don't understand why you would do that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird move. Well and changing of hands can sometimes be a good thing and sometimes be a bad thing you know in terms of de- developers it's really odd but sometimes i actually feel like you need to give a series away from a developer i don't think this is one of those moments i didn't play let it die to really know so but it's it's interesting to say the least uh the next thing up was really odd to me and i don't know how i feel about it but we are ofk is a five part episodic music biopic and here's where i'm a little Confused, where you play out how the real world band OFK started, complete with dialogue choices in <laughs> a biopic. <clears throat> I get to choose what happens in retelling the story of how this band started. You could text and choose what you text, and you play through interactive music videos of songs from the band OFK's debut EP. This is a real band. I think. Looking back at this from the bigger picture, I think this is an interesting idea to take a band and be like, okay, let's go through and create a biopic in a virtual world. I don't think the right move was to make it an episodic game where you have choices because <laughs> the choices, there's no, why even give me dialogue choices if I know there's no way, if, if this is truly a biopic, there's no way for it to impact what's going to happen. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Now, if you take this exact same (laughs) idea, basically, pull it back and you create a fictional band called OFK, and it's a five-part episodic thing following a band where you make choices that either see the band succeed or fail in different ways, that could be interesting. And I would really like that. I just have a hard time figuring out where these ideas actually match up outside of somebody just wanting to make an art house piece. Well, so here's my thing. I do not believe these are real people well i'm wondering because i don't know anything about this band and i hope that that is the way if that is that's cool
1: um i don't know like, i'm pretty basically sure this, this is, is like the gorillas yeah i think this <laughs> is like a safe. bunch of v tubers basically uh but this is the worst thing i've ever seen and i don't want to talk about it ever again
0: okay so o- ofk band have a twitter and i'm a little curious as to when their twitter started because i'm gonna tell you right now if they were joined in march of 2020 So this could have been a long play out where this was being developed this way. Well, I'm pretty sure this was at the PS5
1: reveal or somewhere close to that because they had a debut song show up at a Sony stage. I don't remember when.
0: Interesting. Okay, well, that could be the way this goes, and I think it's more interesting in that way. I still don't know how I feel about this itself because I just don't feel like they showed me enough for it to be compelling one way or the other. But we'll see. It was interesting to say the absolute least. Saul, did you see this?
2: Nope. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This is the worst state of play we've ever gotten. Um, Only one game. I, I I tried. Tried to watch the trailers, and I was just like, no, these all looked lame.
0: It's weird. I watched the whole state of play, and I didn't feel strongly that it was bad. No, I also I didn't feel, feel strongly that either. it was great. Uh, I don't think this is the worst. I think we've had far worse state. I, I'll say that. I actually don't feel like there's ever been a blatantly bad state of play. So I guess in the context of saying that something is worst is in, in context to anything is that it's just the. It's like you could it's, say
2: it's, it's literally it's what it means. It's the worst one. it's the yeah, worst, it's one, the worst so one. You
0: could say that Dark Souls 2 is the worst Dark Souls game but if Dark Souls two is still a great game, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what's going on here, but more of the point of I have yet to watch a state of play where I've just literally been like, "No, I thought Ugh. this state,
2: I thought this state of play was bad."
0: I'll just say it that way. Interesting.
2: I, there was only one good game out of this entire state of play that looked interesting, and the rest of this, this, the rest of this looks like hot garbage.
0: All right. Um, well, the next game up, I'm going to go ahead and strongly disagree with you on because Bug Snacks Isle of big nope. snacks looks amazing. Yeah, it does. More interestingly to me is, uh, so I guess I'm going to say, it's a huge free update for Bugsnax, uh coming next year that adds a new <laughs> island to the game, the ability to customize a new living area that you have for your character, which was not something you could do in the original game. Your character just like, floating around. <laughs> yeah. Never had a house. Uh, and you have the ability to customize your favorite Snacks with accessories. They showed hats, which gives me a lot of Kenna vibes because I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, the entire time I was playing Kenna, I was like super into making sure that my little rot dudes had cool (laughs) hats that was my thing and i would evenly distribute the hats that i thought were the most cool among all of them is good times um i think that that looks amazing and i also think that this does something um so you know how we were talking the other day about um harvest moon and how i have a hard time playing harvest moon style games now because eventually they came out with rune factory which takes the main idea of harvest moon and then combines it with more interesting and compelling gameplay, which is kind of why I always ended up loving Terraria more than Minecraft, because it was like Minecraft is building and surviving to a degree, but then Terraria is like, we're doing all that, but also you're going to have real game bosses and things that change as you beat game bosses and armor that you go through and build and more in-depth game mechanics that you'd expect from something else. And this looks to me like Bugsnax is trying to halfway become like Animal Crossing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can see it.
0: I, I mean, I don't know really how to say it other than that. Like being able to customize a living area and walk around and customize Buck snacks and have a reason to catch them and a new island. I see this kind of moving toward this idea of being a game that you continuously come back to just to uh, play because you're in the mood for a, a lighthearted, simple game. I think it looks great. I can't
1: wait I'm to I'm looking it. forward to it. Yeah, I'll finally play bucksnacks. Bucksnacks no is trophies, so good. Though. No trophies for the DLC. No trophies for the DLC.
0: I'm not as worried about that because I would have hated to see my 100% get ruined without a secondary <laughs> platinum being added. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, dude. When I'm seeing a trophy list and they add DLC, I'm always like, ah, you son of a. <laughs> no, I, I know.
1: I it's I hate it too. It's, a, it's strong.
0: Uh, five Nights at Freddy's is the next thing they showed. Security Breach, which is an update on the already revealed game, showing new gameplay, diving further into the scenario of the game, and confirming a December 16th release date. Um, I think I've never played a Five Nights at Freddy's game for more than like five minutes. I think it may mm-hmm. have been the first one, and I was confused. It just looked like I was in a computer room looking at screens, yeah. and I couldn't do anything else. So that always turned me off because I just couldn't wrap my head around the style of game this one looks far more like Outlast meets Five Nights at Freddy's where you yeah. walk around and I still don't, I'm not saying like I'm really pulled to it, but this is the most interested kind of going mm-hmm. back to what we're talking about. It doesn't mean I'm strongly interested, but it's the most interested I've ever been in a Five Nights at Freddy's game.
1: Yeah, I, I thought this looked pretty cool. It, it didn't look like something I would buy, but when it's on PS Plus, I'll
0: definitely download it and play it. So <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Um, Looked more interesting than anything else I've seen from it, so we'll see in the long run. Clearly, Saul thought that that sucked. Now, here's the game that I yeah, think probably I did. Saul did like: uh, Death Door. Yeah, that's the
2: it, only game out of this entire thing they could have. That whole state of play could have just been that one trailer, and be like, "That was a good state of play." <laughs> but the fact they put in Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, and.
0: Yeah so the fact that they put in one of the most popular game franchises <laughs> of all time.
2: last time I checked, just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good. Now, not oh, say, I, not I'm not saying, saying so either, but it's not good. but I'll put it this way. I thought most of these games were like they could have been on mobile, except for like like two or three.
0: What? Well, I will say it felt very it felt very indie, third per, uh, th- like third-party focused up until Star Ocean, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, Star Ocean looked awful. Star Ocean looks odd. I want to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, but Death Door. That's Uh, one reason I'm so salty about this. Third-person isometric action game that evokes a feeling of Titan Souls meets Zelda. And it was no surprise to me after saying, this kind of looks like Titan Souls, to see that it's because it was a Titan Souls developer. And if you pre-order, you get Titan Souls for free. Uh, It's really good. I love Death Story. Yeah, so uh, this game has already been out on Xbox for a while. Um, I think for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the game, you play as a reaper hunting down powerful souls. So even the quick description sounds a lot like Titan souls. Yeah. It's <laughs> I don't even mean that in a bad way. The game looks really good. Uh, and I also, one of the things I love a lot about that, uh, Titan souls and even this is that they have these things where you get the look. And I think some people have started to equate, um, to some degree, definitely because of Hades popularity, a third person isometric camera with, Oh, this is an indie game and third person isometric. It must be a roguelike. I'm glad that it's not. I really like these types of games where they hunker down and say, "I just want to make a good game." Like, um, I'm, I'm hoping Solar Ash is really good, and of course, Hyperlight Drifter was amazing, and it did the same thing where it kind of pulls from the Zelda-style games. So that's cool. There's another game that I don't think has been announced for PlayStation yet that gives me these same vibes of like looking at the Zelda formula and shaking it up. Uh, I think it's called Runic or something like that. Tunic maybe. Uh, yeah, game. It's called Tunic and it's a fox and it even looks like Zelda to the degree that it looks like he's holding like a master sword and shield and he's a fox. That's cute. And it looks really good and they showed it so far as back in 2018 and I don't know that it's released on anything other than PC if it's released at all. Let's see. Initial release date 2021 is planned to release on Windows, Mac OS and Xbox One as a console launch exclusive. Still not out yet, but it looks really good. I like that style of game. I'm glad to see them coming back in a pretty strong way with this. So I think Death's Door looks awesome. And I know that uh, one of our patrons and longtime listeners and friends, um, Rude Cold, had mentioned that mm-hmm. he absolutely loved that game. And Chris, I know you've been singing its praises as well. Yeah, it's it's incredible stuff. Is that one of those, this was the reason to turn on an Xbox Moments for you? No, I bought it on PC. PC? I shouldn't have been surprised. (laughs) I know you (laughs) have an Xbox sitting there, you know what I mean?
1: Well, my brother has it. I gave it to him.
0: Oh, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. He's trying to get a Series X and not making an effort, so I still haven't gotten my Xbox
0: back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next thing up. Kart Rider Drift. Uh, Free-to-play, chibi kart racing that's reminiscent of Mod Nation Racers. A little less stylistic flair in my opinion mm-hmm. it lo- it looks a little generic more generic but it's also free to play
1: yeah
2: so sounds a lot like um the other game that that everybody hyped up and it failed what was that game called again i can't remember the name of it i don't even know what you're talking about not, you? No idea. Everything, yeah. everything i need to know uh was it a cart racer no it's not a cart racer it's the other game that was like the next big esports title and then it went free to play it was free for playstation plus was
1: it no not split K. I, I, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on, the game went fr- oh,
2: oh, you still can't remember it? And you know what I'm
1: talking uh, about? Destruction All Stars. Yeah, Destruction All Stars. Oh. That yeah. game also it, looked
0: generic. It didn't go Black free to play. Game. But Is it not? Did. I thought it did. It went to twenty dollars. <laughs>
2: no, did, yeah. no, no. I thought that game went free to play. <laughs> it no, was it's
1: twenty bucks. PS- twenty
2: on PS. Oh, Plus. let's see. It was, a, it was a
0: PS Plus day one game where if you bought it, it was seventy. And then two weeks after <laughs> it came out, they or even a week, I think, they adjusted the price down to nineteen ninety nine. Uh, while it was still
2: it was in the at what, plus. It was a $50 price drop in
0: two weeks. That game was ne- should have never been a $70 game in the first place, I'm going be honest. This car oh, racer no. game would look really cool if it had some style to it. It has none. It looks like... You know, actually, I, could, I guarantee you, I'm not going to go do it, but there's a toy that Tyree Tyre plays with in the shower It's a, or the bathtub. It's a little... Um, what is that, little Tykes or whatever toy? It's got a magnet head, and it looks just like the little blue head dude from this trailer, to the point where I was like, this feels like I'm looking at generic wall like dollar store toys going around a track. Which the thing is, is that you can do that in a way that actually works and it's cool, right? You can be like, oh, the whole stick of this is to look like we're toys going around. I think like the, the Hot Wheels game looks amazing. And it's leaning into the fact that it looks like plastic cars racing on a track, but they did it with style. I don't this looks eh. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna be honest. A great cart, uh, you know, a carting game, cart racing game feels good. And if this feels good, I really don't care what it looks like. Cause I'll tell you a cart racing game that doesn't feel good. And I still suffered through the platinum cause it wasn't the worst. But, um, Chris, you may remember the name of the game. It's the, uh, oh, I actually can't remember what it's called. Are you talking about it's, the
1: Elderly cart game?
0: Yes. What yeah, is it I know called? know what you're
1: talking about. I don't know. Coffin Dodgers.
0: Coffin Dodgers. Uh, and as we're talking about Easy Platinums, that's one of them.
1: <laughs> it is one of them. <laughs> Which I we're going to get Easy it, Platinums
0: though. in a little bit. But um, I did get it. It's not the worst game in the world. But, you know, when you play something like a Mod Nation or a Little League Planet carting, you're like, Ugh, this feels like trash yeah. in comparison to everything else. Did, um, I'm did on that even- out because I think Mario Kart plays terribly and I hate it. I don't <laughs> like heart racers. But is anyone did
1: anyone think this was like a Capcom thing for a minute? I I thought it was
0: I thought it looked like generic Mega Man. Mega Man,
1: yes. It was Mega Man and then there was that character next to him and I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent sure who this is. Is this is that Ganon? Like I don't but
0: yeah, I thought it was a Capcom game and then it was the whole just, time I thought that are, are these licensed costumes and then I'm yeah. pretty sure they showed a Freddy Mm-hmm. Uh, not a uh, not a Freddy, a Jason, a Jason costume yeah. in the trailer. And if it was not then it was definitely trying to be. Oh yeah. Uh, I was confused the whole way through to the end, <laughs> and I'm then it said you. free to play. So I was like, okay. <laughs> makes sense. I, I will say this was the one moment in this where I was like, it could be good, but I'm confused, and this doesn't look great. That this was the least interested I was in this entire thing. Um, I agree. Followed very closely by King of Fighters because I'm not that big into fighting games. King of Fighters 15. It looked visually very pleasing. Uh, the next entry in the long-running fighting series from SNK debuted new fighters and a round of open beta tests for the game throughout November ahead of the game's February 2022 release. That the uh, the game or the trailer rather confirmed February 17th. Um, like I said, looked visually pleasing. That was about it. I didn't really have much else to say, because I'm not big on fighting games, so I don't want to really have a, a big opinion on it. I, I won't. I like fighting games. I won't play this one. Well, there you go. Uh, now, here's where we get into the what I thought was interesting, and apparently Saul thought it still looked like trash, because the only game was Death's Door. So, Saw. So feel free to chime in anywhere you want to on these. Uh, an online social deception game that is a twist on the Among Us formula where one player will be a personoid whose goal is to deceive everyone. So it's basically a robot that has a little human skin over it. And your goal is to go around, run, and play with everybody, work together with people to get them to think that you're one thing when you're not. It's basically <clears throat> Among Us in a very different form. And mm-hmm. now... I'm a little curious. First thing, do you remember when Fortnite did basically the exact same thing as Among Us? And then yep. the Among Us developers were like stealing from the little devs. Yeah. I wonder if this will see any of that. Because the weird thing is, is that to some degree, I think that naturally, when you come out with a game type that goes through, also, Among Us is not the only game that's ever existed. If you re- really want to look at it, I mean, probably even before then, John Carpenter's The Thing is yeah. basically the original inspiration for this. <laughs> yeah
2: pretty much that's a good movie too by the way i need to go watch it yeah it. it is
0: i mean south park is ripped on this if you wanted to say somebody watched the episode of south park where they made fun of that where they had they tested <laughs> who had lice by putting their blood in a container and putting yeah. heat over it uh, i think is that andrew oh it might be andrew you want to go start you want to let him in
1: we'll see
2: i think the thing uh, with
1: the fortnite one is they were very I guess blatant, to say
2: about like, this game though hold on
1: Okay. You're Go. you're an imposter. You're. It wasn't even hiding the fact. To the point where they got so much craft, where they were like inspired. They have inspired by
0: Among Us on it now. Uh, Kyra, you're in the camera. Would you like to come around here? Would, you, uh, okay, so, come here. What was so important that you felt the need to be back here? It's
3: Outside, my arm hit some um, a jaw with my glass and then
0: got stuck on my foot, oh, so your foot's hurting. I might have to do daddy duty real quick, guys, so you right. and so Saul can come back and uh you and Saul can talk about this game that he apparently has something to say about, Hey, Kyrie, you wanna wave to the camera <laughs> You tell him who you are? No, okay, you gonna be shy. You know you've done podcast episodes for fake whenever we're not back here. All right, I'll be back, guys. I'm gonna go check out our foot,
3: okay.
2: Uh hold on real quick. Uh are we going to get food or no? Big Sub wants to know.
0: I mean we can. I- I'm gonna have to. Eat.
2: Okay. Um so let me ask you this real quick, Chris. Yes. What system is that game on? What game? Inscription? No, 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 no. I know inscriptions on PC. The um Among Us like 70s style who done it game.
1: Oh, it's uh I mean it's PS Plus. If we're talking about the uh First Class Trouble or whatever It's coming yes. out on everything I, I I don't know about everything but I know it's coming to PS5
2: See that's my problem If it's only PS5 that's why I want to be Excited for this game but I can't be Because I don't know enough people to play this game with
3: well, Now
2: it's if it's across Well but if it's so, Is it a PS4 game though yes. It could be PS Plus but that's... There's no
1: okay. only PS5 games on the PS Plus list this month Okay, So, you so if that's be... the case
2: then I'm a little more Excited for it yeah. So that would be the other game other than Death's Door because this game looks fun. And this is a game that we can get a community playing a play with. But if it was only a PS5 game, the, the amount of people that I know for certain has PS5s are are low.
0: So it's not only a PS5 game. That's good. Yeah. So that was my one big complaint. Man, guys, being a dad is super fun. Was one the time I was <laughs> supposed to go over? Oh, no. Oh, uh, crap. <laughs>
2: All right, what I miss? Uh, just talking about um, first class trouble. First class trouble, and if it was a PlayStation uh, game or not? Yeah,
0: thankfully I mean, PlayStation Five game. They're smart enough to know that this should be a cross-gen game. That's what I was going to say. If it's if it's not, there's a big problem.
2: That's a big problem I have with it. Yeah, because I'll tell it you, is, I'm more excited. For
0: among it. Us, I think really the part of the reason it got so big is that it was PC and phone playing together, and you just have a massive amount of people all playing together. Um, what time should I tell him? Because he's asking, and I don't know. I'd say, uh, what is it, 1257? Let's do, because we're getting right towards the end of this, let's do... 130. 130, yeah. yeah. All right, so final game shown here. Star Ocean returns with Star Ocean, the Divine Force, bringing big changes to the long-running series formula with large open terrains that could be explored quickly using what looks like vertical means of like flying and character climbing and jumping, which is definitely different for the series, not normal, as well as looking to eschew the idea of having little hubs that you walk and then eventually hit a load window barrier at. Um, Game comes next year, and it could be the series change that needed to happen like Tales of. I will say this. They showed far more initially than Tales of showed initially. Yeah, they did. But maybe that wasn't the right move. I don't know. I don't think this looks absolutely horrible. It doesn't, but the dub does. The dub is not great. That's worse than Xenoblade
2: 2. And Xenoblade 2 was not great. It had some some really good moments, but it had some really bad moments. Yeah. This game, just to start...
0: I think the bigger thing is that there's still a lot of jank I visually saw. You know yep. what I mean? And that's a lot of Star where, Ocean lately, unfor- unfortunately. Well, it's kind of weird. In some ways, Saul, because I know you played uh, Integrity and Fla- Faithlessness with we, me. We right? both
2: did for like eight hours at the most. The
0: weird thing is, is that I actually feel like on the surface, Integrity and Faithlessness looked better than this. Uh, Graphically speaking and like character animation speaking. So I don't know if this is a thing of showing this game with an older, rougher build, or if it's because of the fact that triace And this is where I was going with earlier. when I said that sometimes maybe it's a good idea to get new blood into a series. Cause I think one of the things that happened with tales of is that you rotate developers around and developers go, we want to do something new and bigger. And they go, okay, you come in side team and do this and see what you can do. I think call of duty has always benefited from the fact that they have different ideas, occasionally bumping up and going, Hey, we want to try this. Um, and I think that Star Ocean might be one of those series where Triace might need to step away from it, let someone else do a game in the series and see what someone else could do with the idea. Because the thing about Star Ocean that I'm genuinely curious about is what part of the fan base would actually be upset if tri did, didn't develop it? It's not that big of a known name, a game. I think that there's a high chance that you could get a lot more people in. Look at some of the things that are hallmarks of the games when the game was big in the PS2 days and really do something here. But that's kind of not where we've been since PS4. I I mean, the series is kind of stagnated and I haven't wanted to play it. Whereas star ocean one, two and three are amazing. So that's kind of where I'm at. Chris, have you ever played any of the star ocean games? I have not. No, sadly, I wouldn't advise playing the one that's the most easily accessible to you. Um, The lost, the the last hope or lost hope, whatever it's called. I can't remember. Uh, the (laughs) fourth one that was on 360 originally, um, it's not bad. It's different. I mean different for as much as you want to say. Uh, but the great ones are like Star Ocean Till the End of Time. That's that's a fantastic name. Yeah, but Star Ocean Till the End of Time is,
2: is really good. So Which is funny because here, here here's my here's my theory with this, right? I think there was Jank back then, but it was overlooked because of the PS2 era. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I sure. think
0: now that jank has just it's the same jank. It's just carried forward, and it's like, man. Well, that's why Tails f- started feeling so bad. Is it got to this point where it was the same jank as PS2 in the PS3, and you could kind of forgive it because it was still unique in a way. See, but I don't ever remember, like, Tales of
2: Symphonia. I don't remember there being jank. I don't remember Tales of a hard R. I don't remember being jank.
0: Well, you just said the same
2: thing, right? the jank was there, you just didn't realize it. Well, see, I could remember there being jank in uh, PS2 Star Ocean, though.
0: I don't know. I, th- I thought PS2 Star Ocean is a fantastic game. Well, no, they are. Through, they are, but, but they're certainly... Most Errors old JRPGs are full of jank, and that's just. But then again, you think about old games in general. From there, I mean, Devil May Cry is a terrible game from a like control standpoint. That game sucks to control. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and camera. It's super janky. God of War One is janky in a lot of ways, but it's still a you know it's a game that was great at the time. But it's just kind of game design has overall, I think, gotten less janky, and so when you see it, it feels more notable. Right. Because I, I will say, Chris, you know, we're talking about playing Guardians of the Galaxy because I did play some Guardians of the Galaxy like I talked about. Yeah. Um, Guardians kind of has this thing where it sometimes is the best looking game of the year in some ways. Mm-hmm. And then in other times I'm like, ah, oh, there's a little jank. I, I'm not mad at it. I'm not even like it, it's it's nothing more than that actual remark. It's not even like a. Ugh. it's like, oh, that looks a little odd. In comparison to everything else. Like, you know, when you're seeing almost expert facial animation and then you see like my character trip over, like, not like in a smooth way, like, oh, that's a cool animation, but more like the game doesn't know what to do. So it just runs through a couple of animations because <laughs> I accidentally hovered over a rock the wrong way. You know? Yep. I do know. So
1: <laughs> when it cuts to black because you got stuck.
0: <laughs> I have yet to have that happen, it happens but I did. I did absolutely get stuck trying to get somewhere. The first time that you're you're able to get Drax to move heavy items for you, yep. I was trying to jump up and boost, and I got stuck in this thing where I couldn't move. I could just spin around, mm-hmm. but the game never went to black. I had to gonna, uh, restart you, the. You should have let market. it go a little bit longer. Oh, I did it. I it did it for like three minutes. I was trying oh. to move and jump out, and it just never happened. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. Jank is the jank uh, is the problem with all things that you have to develop out this way, and the sad thing is, there's movies with jank in them, so it's not specific to gaming. You know, <laughs> it's just part of the idea. Uh, so we got two more things here. The l- next one up is Sony, on the back of announcing more of its titles coming to PC, have seemingly introduced its new PlayStation PC label, quietly changing the publisher under its did PC you skip releases a game? to PlayStation. Oh, I did. My bad. The little best Devil Inside. Game that showed on the actually, tables? yes, I do want to say. <laughs> little Devil Inside looks super interesting. I don't want to say best because I do. it's <laughs> it's it's a little bit of an unknown quantity, but it looks like okay, it looks cool because it's doing so many things at once. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm a little worried it might be biting off more than it could chew. I'm willing to let it prove itself to me, but Little Devil Inside uh, of course is the game that we originally saw at the PS5 showcase, uh, and we got to see a new update on it, giving a better taste of gameplay and what to Mm -hmm. expect so one thing is like there's overmaps in the game, and then what I'm trying to figure out from what was shown is, do you personally control the ability to zoom in to the uh, more two scale moments when you're in the overmap, or is it when you reach certain points it automatically zooms in for you? I'm genuinely curious, Mm because I love the idea of a game where you can pull out, travel across the overmap, and then zoom in at will and be wherever along this big route is as if you were just basically flying above it and then zooming down and having your character exactly where it's at. Um, There's an interesting idea to that that I don't think I've ever seen a game do. Um, So that looks interesting. Of course, the survival aspects and inventory management and combat aspects and this general weird charm of the game. It looks really cool. I just it, it also looks like a, a lot of different things going on. So. It does.
1: I think I would agree with you if this game hadn't been in development for like six years. So
0: if there's anything I could tell you about games being in development for a long time is that it doesn't necessarily mean they're doing what they're doing well. No. And of I, course. I I I'm wish I that. wish more often than not that it was. I mean we've we've seen Duke Nukem on 360, right? Duke Nukem forever. That game is awful. Well. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think that's the same. We've seen Two I mean. human. We've seen, and here is a game I absolutely love, right? But it, do, it doesn't mean it wasn't free of complete jank, and it, it's actually kind of a point towards your argument. I think The Last Guardian still a fantastic game, mm-hmm. but I mean, Red I don't, was in development I don't for- think it being a development for eight years or whatever helped it. <laughs> if I am no, being dead honest, my
1: point <laughs> is that if if the whole if it's been in development for this long. It might have been that they bit off more than they can chew, but they figured it out. They waited, of putting it the game out. Yeah, who is the developer behind this? Do you know? I actually do not know off the top of my head. No, like, I, do they have previous work? Um, I'll, I'll look. If you want to move on to the next one or saws so anything to say, I'll figure it out.
0: Well, I mean, I'm just, I think it's interesting. NeoStream Interactive is a developer and the publisher here. This is an Unreal game. I don't see that they have. Oh, man. I didn't realize this was... I mean, I I knew it has been in development a long time, but it was originally shown in 2015. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I don't think that they have another game, man. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. (laughs) Which leads me to the question of how are they floating this? How'd they float six years of development?
1: Kickstarter, Steam Greenlight, and Sony money. Interesting. I mean, they. I, I'm assuming on the Sony part, but they clearly have Sony money if they keep showing up here.
0: Yeah, sure. Sony, Sony wouldn't have shown them at the uh, showcase if they didn't think that that was like a big thing at the launch showcase. That's yeah, a yeah. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't. I think this looks good. So you, this didn't move the needle for you at all. I actually didn't watch that one. I think you should. It's probably among the most interesting, uh, genuinely interesting to watch and go, huh. Cause like it starts with like a little really pulled out over map where you see your character kind of walking around and then without cutting, you see the camera literally zoom in and do like a zoom cut where it hides the cut. And then suddenly you're in the area. Like you walk on the overmap and you see the old lady and then it <coughs> zooms in and you're talking to the old lady at scale instead of in this weird overmap scale. And I would love a game that just moves between those two fluidly and kind of gives you the control. Um, stylistically. But there's a lot of interesting things I want to see play out. The combat doesn't look bad at all. I want to see more of it in long run, but curious about it. Um uh, definitely the 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 initial trailer was so weird because it was like the guy pooping and then like you see the thing falling and yeah. it's it's odd, but it's got a charm to it. It does. So we'll see. Uh it kind of gives me um don't starve vibes mixed with like um that game where you play is six. Uh, what is the name of that game? Little Nightmares. Never played it. That's what the game's called? Yeah. yeah. Little it,
2: side-scrolling horror game?
0: Yeah, it's like those two games kind of together. It, it's weird little art style and quirks about it. It looks really cool. I'm hoping that it's, it's good. And clearly, Sony thinks something of the game because of all of the things, it was the only game they straight up said, this is going to be there. Hey, mm-hmm. make sure you watch it because you're going to get an update on this game. So something's going on. They think it's a, a big game, and hopefully, that means that whoever is in charge of that, maybe Shuhei in this in this degree, who knows, is the one who's coming through and being like, "I think that this is something big, uh, and that might be worth it." But we will go ahead and move on to the next thing. Uh, Sony on the back of announcing it's upcoming PC titles, as I mentioned, is starting the PC uh, PlayStation PC label, or at least it seems so. They went to all of their uh, PC releases and updated the publisher name to be PlayStation PC. And that name was originally registered back in April. So it seems like everything coming together. Now, something to note here uh, that I think is interesting for context, NPD uh, NPD Group's Matt Piscatella took to Twitter with some info that gives great context for Sony's push into PC, stating, quote, this is his tweet for quote. According to the MPD Group's Player Pulse, only about one-third of PC players in the U.S. owns a PS4, and only 8% own a PS5. That leaves a huge PC audience that can be reached, and it's also why releasing ports on PC is not likely to impact content sales on the consoles. Win-win kind of deal. So I think anybody who's surprised by PlayStation pushing in enough to change and make a part of PlayStation that's specifically aimed at PC... I don't know why you're surprised. This seems like it's been a long time coming. Uh, and yeah, looking at the numbers as to why, I get that there is always a thing of like, well, if someone could buy it on PC, why would they buy it on PS4? And that will be true. But the chances of those people having been the ones who were going to buy it on PS4, or buy a PS4 rather to begin with for that game were low. Uh, so Saul, what do you think about this? I think it was kind of inevitable. Like,
2: right? Like we were yeah. talking about last episode about God of War and we've talked about it before with other games like Horizon, and it just makes the most sense. I, I think that it's not really a surprise, I think it's more so of just, you know, when they were going to do it. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm totally totally for it, as we've talked about before, and like last episode we spent a lot of time talking about God of War and timing, and when things go to PC, and having a dedicated studio to make sure that that transition works well is is
0: needed. Part of that, yeah. There's one question I want to ask both of you, but I'm going to get Chris. What are your thoughts in general on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's like salsa said, this seems inevitable. Um, I guess I don't really know why they had to be specifically PlayStation PC and they couldn't just be PlayStation as a brand. But yeah,
0: I think that that's a little <clears throat> odd too. But I guess they. To me, it kind of shows that they're trying to let people know that they're serious about it by doubling down and doing a name that specifically pushes into it. Yeah. I'm ultimately a bigger fan of just saying, like, we are PlayStation, we do games, whether you're playing on our system or on PC, mm-hmm. we do the games. Or if you're playing on mobile, right? Uh, which I guess the question, because I think Sony does do this, I think PlayStation games that are published on phones are under PlayStation Mobile. Yes. So I guess it's Sony following their naming convention through. But if I were Sony, I would be like, let's just be PlayStation.
1: Yeah, because my thing is, like, I look at PlayStation Mobile as a different sector. Like, you're not getting God of War 2018 on PlayStation Mobile. So it seems weird to just be like, to separate it out when you're not doing like, like, if they were going to do like a, here's a PC RTS for God of War, I would understand more PlayStation PC. But just porting games, it just seems like you could have left it. To me personally, maybe I'm
0: just... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that it is a weird thing of expectations. And maybe that's actually kind of the idea. Like maybe they want to call it PlayStation Mobile so that you don't get somebody thinking, what's well, this PlayStation? Maybe that means we're going to get like a, a a game from, which would be interesting. I mean, we've seen it happen with Bethesda uh, Software <coughs> making Fallout Shelter. But it's, yep. you're, not, you're not sitting there thinking, oh, uh, Naughty Dog's going to make a mobile game. Uh, and then, oh, look at that. Sony San Diego made a mobile MLB game. That's not what Sony's doing. So I guess maybe that's part of the idea behind it. But the bigger question here that I've seen some people talk about, and I'm curious as to your, your guys' thoughts on it, because I think I know the answer.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: There are people that are saying now that this is happening and Sony's having this push and calling it PlayStation PC and with these numbers backing it to support the fact that it wouldn't necessarily be a hindrance to its um, console, console content sales. Do you think that Sony doing this puts any more of an impetus on them to have to do day and date PC releases? I think it puts more of an expectations.
2: Where I think there's a little bit more pressure there for people who who are invalidated by the fact that some of the games have not come yet. I think yeah. this more so puts... If anything, like it, 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 I don't want to say it puts pressure on them because it, it, at the end of the day, they can say yes or no. And when you have that kind of power, pressure doesn't matter. Um, but I do think that it will be setting expectations for those people who are now already slightly expecting it to come to PC more so. So mm-hmm. like people who are expecting like games like Bloodborne or like Gran Turismo going to PC. I think now that there's like, well, you've made this studio. So now it makes sense for me to make this logical jump that these games will eventually come to PC. As be, and you can use God of War and Horizon as an example, therefore, it's a logical bridge that you're crossing to get to this point. I think that, and that could be dangerous because that doesn't mean that every single game they have ever you know made for PS4 exclusive will go to PC. Lisa, I don't think so. I don't think they have enough time and manpower to do that.
0: I think at least, at, least at in the thing. next in,
2: in, in, at least in like this generation. By the end of you know PS6, who knows what's on PC? But like that's a lot of games to port over. Um, and unless they just start throwing them out there, which may be the whole point of this. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it might be. And I was going to say, actually, I think looking at it more from the idea of does this put more... If, if I was going to say which of the two, if, if you ask me, does this put more of a, of a need or an expectation from the users that Sony should put all of their games that they've ever made before, start moving them all to PC eventually, versus should they be putting their day and date release games on PS5 on PC at the same time, I think it's more reasonable to have a consumer jump to the fact of PlayStation PC means they're pretty serious about this, so we're probably going to start seeing pretty much every PlayStation exclusive make its way to PC eventually. Mm -hmm. I think that's a far easier pill to swallow than thinking that because Sony's done this, they're going to be like, all right, God of War Ragnarok, day and date PC. I, I don't see that happening, you know? That's just kind of where I'm at on it. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it actually creates any expectation for day-and-date releases?
1: No. Um, I don't think that'll ever happen. But I I do think it'll happen. But not for, like, I don't know. Death Stranding 2 is not going to be a day-and-date game. But I think there will be certain... I think there will be certain games where it's imperative that it's day and date. I day think day. Twisted Metal is that. I think Dreams was that. And if Sony was smarter, Dream... i am shocked—Dreams isn't on PS5 right now or PC I, right now.
0: Yeah, about to say PC. Um, I'm, well, honestly, if I'm being—I'm surprised Dreams isn't. PS5 bespoke version. Oh, for I sure, th- yeah. I think Dreams was their opportunity to really look and go, there's no reason to lock this down to our platform only. And mm-hmm. the benefit we have is that people have more and more and more games to buy and play around with. And it gets our name out there in a bigger way. It, it could have been... It, it will never actually be that. I will say that. It will never be Minecraft because you just can't be the next Minecraft. Mm-hmm. But I think for what Minecraft offers Xbox, an ability for everyone to play a game that's attached to them I think that a lot of people would dabble around with either making great games in dreams or playing games made in dreams to the point where they tie that back to that dream's name. And it gives Sony this big, bigger than Sony potential IP. And it just feels weird to otherwise put this much time and effort and development into a game that you're going to keep locked down onto PS4, literally PS4 only, and come out so late into the console life.
1: To me, it just seems like bad strategy because they could have put that on PC with uh, and PS4, PS5, hell, Xbox and Switch, and yeah. they could have been like, if we, you know, you can submit every every quarter, you can submit your game for publication on the PSN store, and that's an
0: entire entire gaming community who could have been making you exclusives, right? My my thing for a long time is I thought the ideal thing for dreams was to basically make it a thing where people can develop. And then it's a storefront where they submit the games. If you approve them, they can even add trophies if they want to. And then they get a certain cut of the revenue for being the developer. And then Sony gets the rest of whatever cut, uh, for basically publishing the game for lack of better term, Mm. uh, through the dream storefront. You know what I mean?
1: yeah exactly like it just seems like the right way to go about this yeah and you let people make the games on any platform yeah, right because what's the point of holding it back it's a an engine basically so yeah, why wouldn't it be one. on xbox why wouldn't it be on playstation why wouldn't it be on mobile why wouldn't it be on everything and then you say hey you guys made a really great game we'd like to offer you i don't know Ten thousand dollars and some points on the back end. Here you go, and and put it on PlayStation for as an exclusive. Sony gets the IP. All that stuff is in. It can be in your terms of service, and if you sign it, that's what you did. You know what I mean? I don't. Mm-hmm. It seems like just a wasted opportunity. So now they just put this media molecule game that nobody seems to really care about
0: out for nothing. Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, uh, real quick, I think uh, we are at the end of that one. We're going to talk about this very odd thing and then we're going to go into the community stake and um answer the previous one and hopefully set up the one for the next episode cuz we do got to be getting off of here soon we're uh, it's halloween so while you're going to be watching this outside of Halloween, happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Hope you had a good day. Um, it was spooky. For those of you who do Halloween, I know not; it's not celebrated everywhere. Uh, this last one's very odd. And Chris, you're the one who sent it. And I, I think because I'm interested as to why you thought it was such a big deal, I would really love for you to sell this piece of news and kind of just you talk about it and why you think it was a big deal. And it doesn't mean I don't think it's a big deal. I just think it's interesting because you really were like, I feel like you missed a big one. So why well, did you think it was a big one?
1: I mean, I think it's a big one because Sony just got a billion dollars in cash. Right? Yeah. That's that's it. That's one asset of the acquisitions roll. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, you yeah. know, I know Ayers brought up, we'll talk about it in a minute, but he brought up Katakawa, and that's never happening now. But so you, anyone can count out from software, I think. But everything else. It, they have a billion dollars that they just were handed for the game show network game studio and i think the only way this is a bad decision um the only way this is a bad decision is if they were making more money just putting out family feud with steve harvey or whatever but i i it's it's when you read the article it was uh they had it didn't fit it with their plans for PlayStation so to me this is just a huge piece of news because it's just uh, like handing them a billion dollar check and saying enjoy your money. I know this isn't necessarily PlayStation themselves it's Sony as a whole but mm-hmm. still you know I think Yeah it's but huge. when
0: when you look at it with PlayStation being the strongest arm of Sony realistically when you look at this I would say that Sony to be smart it, it would Try to utilize the fact that they're a parent company situation to begin with to move money between their businesses as they need to to do different things to make certain aspects stronger. Uh, it's why you saw Sony for a long time start selling off like we're going to sell off our mobile business we're not or at least the Ericsson partnership. We're not going to do that. We're going to sell off Vio. We're not going to have Vio because we're trying to make sure that every year we're in the black enough to make sure that, so- that PlayStation can eventually become profit leader to where Sony's not under. And they did that and that's why mm-hmm. we saw this happen is because Sony was like we know what we got to do to survive long enough for PlayStation to get us in the in the black as our main strong leader which it was already doing but we have to trim all the fat from these other parent company or these other uh sister companies. So when you look at that I think um Having Sony take something as simple as GSN, which is uh, Game Show Network, and sell that off. That was part of their specifically the Sony Pictures uh, aspect, you know, branch, wing, whatever you want to call it, of the business. And then have that $1 billion. There's a lot of things you can do there. You can reinvest that into Sony Pictures. Sony Pictures is profitable. Mm hmm. So you can do that or you can look and be like, we're going to take 500, uh, you know, 500 million of this, put it towards projects at Sony Pictures, 500 million, put it at raw cash in Sony's hand. There's a lot of ways you can look at this. But I think if we really want to look at it, Xbox didn't buy Bethesda. Right, Microsoft bought Bethesda. Exactly. If you really look at what's going on, and this is the same thing, let Sony's money be the thing that goes through and, and, and say, it doesn't matter where the money came from. Let's use it towards our strengths
1: yeah, Because this is, you know, we, we tend to think of PlayStation as, as at least I th- think people do and I do sometimes, is we tend to think PlayStation is just the brand. And it's like Sony bought Bluepoint and now they're in the PlayStation Studios family. That's two different Things. It's two different verticals. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think the parent company for PlayStation. I don't know. I think that's a huge piece of news just knowing that they got a billion dollar injection.
0: I will say this I had zero clue prior to now that Will of Fortune is owned by Sony.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that either, actually. <laughs> so
0: take what you will there. But yeah, they're, uh, it, it's an interesting thing to change out. Um, so we'll see what ends up coming from that. But Sony's always a really interesting company to follow because of the fact that they had so many different divisions. Whereas like when you, when you look at Microsoft, Microsoft's big pony is specifically software and almost every hardware thing they've ever done. They've closed immediately. And Mm -hmm. even things like them trying to do from a software standpoint, something like mixer still didn't end up working out or more of a service thing, I guess, but mixer didn't work out for them and they closed it down as well. Um, Microsoft and Google have a lot in common with starting things and closing them before they ever really get a chance to do anything after funneling millions and millions and millions of dollars into them just to decide that it's too early and let's kill it, which Mm -hmm. Sony's also done the same thing, too. I don't know what it is with businesses and wanted to spend a bunch of money just to go kill it all. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where we are. Uh, So we're going to get to the um, community stake real quick. We asked you off of last week's episode where Saul had his interesting situation where he saw a... uh, Uh, He got in touch with a leaker. No, a leaker got in touch with A leaker got in touch with him, rather, yeah. Uh, So we have those, and we have a couple of interesting ones. So our our, uh, question was, give us your best fake gaming-based leak. It could be anything from games to studio acquisitions to CEOs doing unsavory things, whatever you wanted it to be. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) And we got a couple. So I think Saul has one of the most interesting and fun ones to me pulled up because someone went whole ham. This is you. It's me. <laughs> you're you're Sony fan sixty nine. Nice. It's not oh, me, but it is nice. pretty
2: funny. Are you sure? I can you just mention dreams coming to PS five and PC, and that's the that's one of the first
0: things on here. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little suspected of you now. Me but and Chris that, worked hard to make Sony fan sixty nine. Join sure. our Discord. Hey, yeah. Sony fan sixty nine, whoever
2: you are, Saul has a Saul has a theory. I have a theory mm-hmm. that you're somebody we know. Like, I told everybody, I told somebody, make a fake account and do this. And I'm curious, did somebody actually do that or if this is a brand new person? You don't know, have to announce in a Discord. You can DM me if you want. Um, but he posted <laughs> a picture, and that picture has a bevy of things on it. Um, it says, fake or real, you decide. And we'll just go ahead and list off what it is. It is the January PlayStation Experience tab sheet, it is what is going to happen during the PlayStation Experience in January for 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing on here is a Jim Ryan keynote. That's
0: the first thing on there is that there's a PlayStation experience happening in 2022. True. Well, yeah, I was, was like, you guys <laughs> kind, of,
1: kind of missed the ball. <laughs> that is a huge thing in the
2: beginning. True. <laughs> but uh, in terms of what's in that, it is Jim Ryan keynote. That's kind of expected, not expected. That could be either or. Mm-hmm. Media Molecule Dreams, PS5 and PC, and new IP announcement. Oh, interesting. Dreams PS five think- and PC is what Brett said earlier.
0: Is what, possible. What's up, Chris?
1: No, I was just gonna say I I, I was about to ask if they were gonna do another little big planet, and then I was like, wait,
2: that's not a new IP. Oh, uh, yeah. So well. A new IP um kina bridge of spirits dlc and ember labs joins the playstation family that's i can see that happening
0: i actually Mm -hmm. can really see that happening there was a news piece that i forgot to put in here actually that but kina has made back development cost already sony's very happy with the performance of the game and their exact wording were uh we'll be able to keep making games or it was actually their exact wording was uh we won't have to make commercials for a while yeah (laughs) Or we shouldn't yep. have to go back to making commercials because that's what they were. <laughs> we're an animation studio for commercials prior. Uh, so, Grand Theft Auto Enhanced Edition breakdown. I can see that because it's been shown in the
2: past too. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on.
0: When does that come out? I March. March. Okay.
1: Oh, so,
2: I'll click on, on the word there, Chris.
1: <laughs> I like Grand <laughs> Theft Auto.
2: <laughs> I do too. Hmm. Do you like it enough to maybe put it in as a uh, thing we'd see? In, as a fake leap? Man, I work, I
1: work 60 hours a week.
2: Look, I, uh, look, look, look! <laughs> I ain't got this kind of time. You, you could have been taking a poop and been like, brain, brain, not brain fart.
0: That's yeah, what the you for. know the old the old poop song. What is it? Boss makes a dollar or make a dime. Hey Saul, so <laughs> you are the one who told
1: our audience we'll be your leak repository. Leak us, and then we decided that same week to tell everyone to make fake leaks. So I'm not surprised that <laughs> that's
0: happened. I wouldn't I, be surprised. I, I'm starting to think. Saul's being so suspicious. I'm starting yeah.
1: to think maybe Saul is so. This, 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 this is this is, this is, is the a, quintessential this, liar's thing. Is to
0: talk is the real, too much. This is the
2: real PlayStation Among Us game. We're here
0: right
1: now.
3: <laughs> you <know what? laughs>
0: I, I love that. I love that. If it, and clearly, look, I'll tell you. I know it's not me. So in this situation, if it's none of us, I love how Sony Fan69. If he's a real listener who normally listens, it's over here being like all the discontent that I've dis, uh, that I've sowed throughout <laughs> this. <laughs> I am going to Did point anyone out. anyone talk to this dude? I'm gonna point yeah, out something. Yeah, we talked to him. Anytime, I was talking to him in the Discord a little
2: bit, but anytime Brett has ever been the guy, he's like, "I know it's not me." So, like, I saw Saul over there just standing around in Admin. Oh,
0: yeah, Saul, Saul's going into my Among Us strategy.
2: <laughs> I know it's not me. So, like, let's let me deflect real quick and blame Saul. <laughs> um, Monster Hunter Universe. That's an interesting. I don't know if that's
0: a movie or not. I think here's the only thing about that. This is the one thing I could see that kind of makes this scream like fake leak to me, because mm. what I think is going on is that someone looks and goes with the last Monster Hunter they gave. Oh. MMA, it was called World. <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> what, what do you do next? You can't, like you can't do World again. The next see, step up from World is the universe, which is not. It's actually rat, a galaxy. Rathalos in space. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I actually saw that. That would be
1: great. After having seen on the gaming leaks and rumors or whatever one that they were supposedly going to tease a monster hunter at the state of play so that one I was kind of like huh I wonder if they just got the timing wrong
0: (laughs) you know what else is interesting here though blue box studio abandoned trailer so you're telling me it's January and we still have a trailer from this stupid app are you surprised (laughs) no I'm not I I
1: think this is funny because I saw this and I went I wonder if the state of play will be in the abandoned app (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> like, download the abandoned app to experience the PlayStation experience. We've we've gotten meta. So what's going to happen, Saul, is that the abandoned app is going to be the home for the blue box abandoned trailer yeah. and the PSX event.
2: I <laughs> anyway. can see that. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that I can see that happening, but I can
0: see that happening. Okay. Dying Light 2 gameplay showcase. I can see that. That's actually Makes reasonable. Yeah, so it was a Gran Turismo 7 gameplay trailer. Uh, infamous ratchet and clank resistance you're telling me the holy trinity of gaming here <laughs> no ratchet <laughs> look, Ratchet and clank here's the big problem what are you doing are, are you telling me that these are is I this was, a collection i assumed when i read this that this was a collection and they just forgot to put the ending there like all, all the infamous games remastered all the ratchet yeah. and clank games remastered and the resistance games remastered that's what i'm guessing because down here on
1: the towards the end it has the insomniac keynote which i'm i don't know what the fuck that or
0: flark sorry what the flark that <laughs> means um, so that's actually interesting so let's go through the rest of it real quick last yeah. of us remake mm-hmm. last of us 2 ps5 and pc from software new ip which i actually do Moist think is pants. very likely don't bloodborne say that, H- bloodborne hunter remade pc and ps5 uh bloodborne hunter is that what it's gonna be called the remake is gonna be called hunter Okay, God of War Ragnarok story and release date trailer. Uh, Sony Bend, new IP. Also pretty... I don't want to say likely, because I don't want them to do the same thing they did with Days Gone, (laughs) show the game, and then continue, continue, continue. I don't think we're ready for that yet. My favorite thing is just down here. Insomniac Keynote, which, you know... I think I know where this is coming from in terms of mm. the idea behind this, whether this is, even even if it was real, right? Bethesda still got their own keynote once they got bought out by uh, Microsoft. Yeah. If People keep talking about how Insomniac's a great purchase, which of course it is, and they have Obviously. a bunch of teams, and they're doing great work. I think people are trying to make it to where it's like, oh, well, you know, Bethesda gets their own keynote. Insomniac will get their own keynote. I, I think it in the idea that Insomniac gets big enough to be like, hey, within our... Within our showcases, we're going to have a, a block that's all insomniac. It could totally work, uh, but we'll see. Blue Points new game, Herman Holst. Ends the show, Sucker Punch announces. Infamous. No, no, no. You just skipped over the most threatening aura that I've
2: ever heard. Herman Holst ends the show. That sounds like a <laughs> Smash Brothers entrance. That would
1: be sick. Are you kidding me? He comes That's out and he is. holds a card and he's like, We're joining Smash.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Herman Holst ends the show is actually a very clever way of saying PlayStation All-Stars 2 announcement. <laughs> it's a Smash <laughs> invitation, but instead of Smash, it's the Squid Game, it's the Squid Game symbols on an envelope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What if it, the, the Herman Holtz thing is he gets the envelope and it's just him playing the game and getting slapped in the face <laughs> for an hour and a half. It's oh like, my Do god! Do you want a new studio?
0: Do you want Fallout 5? I'm going to tell you, you I Alice love School this Six? because if, you, if you're not in our Discord, go join if it's you're fun. listening because you need yes, to see this. Me. I love this because they took the time to open a, micro, uh, a Microsoft Word document, put a PlayStation symbol in the header, turn their camera sideways on their phone, <laughs> take a picture with the moray and everything visible, with this sideways, exactly like the leaks we normally see, to the point where the half of the PlayStation logos cut off. The time and effort that went into this, whoever you are, thank I love you. It. I appreciate the it. One,
2: I do have one piece of criticism, though. The next time you give us a fake leak, don't leave the mouse or cursor in the document showing that you wrote it. <laughs> that, that, yeah, Leaker 101 right there. <laughs> but I do want to know, Sony fan, if you are a part of our Discord normally, or if... You decided to just join after that call out, if so, welcome and have, you know what have a fun time
0: I got a new we're gonna start a new call out system <laughs> our new call out system every episode is going to be that i <laughs> we we do a name, whatever name we choose, and we're gonna we're gonna ask that person, these people to subscribe and to join our discord and all these so sony fan sixty nine you were the first. What's our next one gonna be? Where are you getting them from Sony pony <laughs> Oh, you're just saying a general name. No, it could be it could be other names. Chris. Yeah. We have one Chris on the show. If your name is Chris, then you be a like-minded person with our Chris here and you subscribe and you listen and Chris you let 69. people know. And then you join our Discord, Chris <laughs> fan 69. They you found, do these things. They found my Reddit account. <laughs> all
2: right. <laughs> Chris Fan 69.
0: All right, let's 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 get to moving on these. I, I, I have In a all really good one on Twitter. No, I
1: I don't I believe almost all of this, even whether it was true or not. I'm like, none of this sounds off. Most of it
0: seems pretty possible. There's not
1: like Kojima joins the PlayStation family and Sony bought Metal Gear. That's why he joined. You know, there's none of that crazy (laughs) shit.
2: Yeah, I got you.
0: Okay, you said you had one on Twitter that you liked.
2: Yeah, Jason, our boy Jason, that um, it's good to hear from. He says, here we go. Rocksteady has been working on an Arkham-style one-to-four-player Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game takes place in the sewers and streets of new york at your home base you can choose your loadout including which turtle you want to play as Uh, he goes on to say the skin so the cartoon the 90s movie etc and the weapons you can unlock different style of weapons for example leo will always have swords but the design can be different purely cosmetic your friends can join the game and play as a different turtle difficult goes up slightly casey jones is dlc and will have his own story that sounds sick.
0: I'm going to tell you, this actually kind of really makes good. me think about what is here from a design standpoint. This is not that far from Arkham, uh, Arkham Knight because the whole thing of Arkham Knight was you have up top and then you go down into basically the sewers of Arkham and you're down in like catacombs and sewers and stuff. I could see that they already have the things in place. This would be one of those moments where remember when uh, Far Cry Primal was apparently just a re-skin of the map from 4? Yeah. They just just basically reskin the map of Gotham Knight, the level layout, (laughs) and make it a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. I mean, Batman and the Turtles have crossed over before, so... Oh, okay. So there we go. Jason, that's a good leak. I like that one. Really fun. All right, let's see. Next thing up, we've got a couple on Twitter from uh, uh, one of our patrons and friends, Sean One Neo. He says... uh, a deleted tweet suggests Disney have approached four honor developers Ubisoft Montreal for a new online PvP Star Wars game. Not much is known at this time, but we expect a strong focus on saber fights and customized character design. That would be sick. This that is actually a great. great idea. Yeah, And if Sony, uh, Sony... Look, Disney, we know you listen to the podcast. If you're listening mm-hmm. right now... Mr. Mouse. Do it. Okay? Mr. Mouse. Put on your uh, your good clothes and go and Get them Star Wars. Uh, go do Uh-oh. that stuff. That's a great idea, though. <laughs> I love that one, no fate. He had another one that I'm going to go ahead and throw out, too. He says, rumors come to light of a new Uncharted game in the works. In order to solve the disappearance of her family, Cassie Drake seeks the help from legendary Tomb Raider herself. Uh, Uncharted Raiders is a working title, but we have so many questions. What does this all mean? Uh, <laughs> this is a crossover that will probably never happen, but I actually would like to see this. Just because of one of those things of, like, it could be really good.
3: <laughs> but, yeah.
0: I like the idea. I think
1: I responded to that tweet. And I was like, listen, I would love that and just have Laura Crosby
0: hate Nathan Drake for stealing her thunder the whole time. Yep.
3: It's and then
0: somehow, some way, Disney gets involved here and they run into a scene where they go by, like, in, Indiana Jones is just sitting over there and they cross by him. It's like, both of you are <laughs> stealers." <laughs> And that's the whole thing. Uh okay, Old let's see. Forward. We got uh on Facebook Josh Lago says, he's one of our patrons. Thanks Josh. He says Fortnite is building toward a ceasefire. Master Chief, Car- uh, Carnage, oh, I was like Carnaga. Carnage, Lara Croft and Papa Smurf all lay down their arms and join hands, ushering in a new age of peace and games. The real is prize was the friends that made along the way, in Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that is that Josh says that all the time. So it's a really great way to loop that that saying back around. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Papa Smurf is in Fortnite. That's news to me. Did you so, guys come up with any leaks? Um, you know, I didn't because... Oh, because you're spending all your time on this, huh? Sony fan 69. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, look, I did make a leak. It was the most comprehensive leak of the entire uh, thing. So. <laughs> I tell you, boys, you got to step your game up. Someone worked very hard on that. I'm happy <laughs> for them. Let's see, one, one one more real quick. Root Days ninety three says, I saw a couple leaks from a few insiders, I trust, and apparently Epic has offered Sony a ninety-five to five profit split for Sony <laughs> to put their games on the Epic store and for Sony to have their future games released day and date on PC, starting with Ragnarok. Reason we haven't gotten the Ragnarok release date is because Nixus is working on a PC port for the I- game. And so when Sony announces the release what? date, they will then announce this partnership with Epic and that Ragnarok is coming to PC day and date. On the
2: Epic Store of all things, well, Sony, oh. go, Sony, Sony going bankrupt in two years if this is the case.
0: You say
1: that, but Sony owns part of Epic, so it actually would make a ton of sense.
2: <laughs> it, it almost makes
0: more sense.
2: Yeah, they spent all them dollars. They spent all them acquisition dollars on Epic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's money there. That's a good I mean, one. Big. I like it. I mean, thanks, I, Reed, I, Appreciate you, bud. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, I love it. I'm into it. All right, so Chris, did you make a leak?
1: I did, yes. It was that another realm and is developing. No, it was just that Sony <laughs> and Microsoft have finally come together. I forgot what it was. All right, I had a big one here that I have to fight with, but it was yeah, another realm or not, not another realm. Jesus, Sony and Microsoft are now working together on a platform fighter, a platform fighter. Nice, yeah. Nice, Seth, so We're we got almost Master Chief about- versus uh, versus Kratos. We've got the Forza car versus the Gran Turismo car. I'm here for it. Okay, then I actually think there would be a really cool story if they could ever just get the panties out of a bunch and just like think of like a scene of like master Profit chief split and,
0: the game and then yeah. like, half the development
1: cost and everything. Right. You if if we do a DLC character, that's what, like if if let's say I don't know the Spartans from Halo Reach are a DLC character. Microsoft, no matter what console you bought that on, hundred <laughs> percent yours. Same thing with Sony. I would be awesome, and they could tell this really cool story of just all of them coming together, and like we have to go back to our separate universes. But
0: do you feel like there's a need for story in those types of games? Because some people took umbrage with the fact that there was like a, a loose story in PlayStation All Stars, and I kind of liked that. I was like, give me a reason as to why all these people are together and what they're doing when they discover they're together. Smash Bros. has that loose like mythos where it's supposed to be like their action figures or statues or whatever. Yeah, amiibos. At this uh, amiibos basically. Mm-hmm. Which is actually really a
2: really cool thing to sell amiibos. Think, so, yeah, no, for it. sure. It's That's basically
0: really cool. the it's basically the whole Lego movie stick where the whole time it was <laughs> actually just the dad playing with his kid with Legos, and you're just witnessing it out in the hyper like dramatized way. You could totally pull that off. I just think it's interesting. My leak is
2: uh, I got emailed like to my to my personal email. Somebody found it out, Jack, and, and they said they said no. They said <laughs> his name um, was Mitotaki Himazaki. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that they 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 said that he has he he's a director of a of a unknown studio that, oh. I, that we don't know of, but Blue Point bought them out, so now oh. they're owned under the Sony umbrella, and they are to be remaking Dark Souls three completely okay. from the ground up in Demon's
0: Souls engine. Oh. if only, if only Kotakawa had not just gotten a ton of ten cent money. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why that's Dark from- Souls three remake. <laughs> okay uh, uh here goes my off the top league because uh, i think it works uh as a number of JX mods have been leaving the old scape oh my community, gosh they have said that sony have worked out a deal to bring old school runescape to ps5 and ps4 with cross-platform play with pc and mobile i'm shocked that hasn't happened yet honestly <laughs> <laughs> they've talked about it before yeah. And actually at one point in time during the PS3 gym, they talked about it. And the reason they didn't do it is because Microsoft, Sony said yes at the time for cross play and Microsoft said no. So wow. funny that the tables turned one generation later, roughly the same time, <laughs> time amount in like yeah. what? cross play. Screw them. <laughs> we're doing great. Like, we're doing great. It's so,
1: almost like Microsoft only did that because they were getting trounced.
0: <laughs> look at that. So can you, believe here we it? are. Uh, so look, What do you guys want to do? Because I know we're not going to have any kind of another topic. Kind of thinking back to what we've talked about today, what do you think is a good um, community stake question?
1: I would like people to just react to the community stakes that came out today. (laughs) Do you believe Sony Fan69 is a real person or is it Saul?
0: What I love about the Sony (laughs) Fan69 here is that they literally just put real or fake, do decide.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: I, see. Oh, that's the thing
1: is General there's like a
0: Bill.
2: Where do decide? Is that supposed to be you decide? Oh, I don't
0: know. I, I do decide. Mean, just sounds like fancy way of saying the same thing. Yeah, do decide. decide. Do decide. Yeah. Like, what do you think,
1: bud? You know that kind of thing.
0: I'll tell you what, keep your eyes out. That might be what we end up doing. I may end up having to come up with one off the top uh, and posting on a Friday, but keep an eye out, look for it, and it'll be on the social media aspects like we talked about over on Twitter at TriangleSQRD, the Discord, which is always linked in the description below, and, of course, the uh, Facebook as well, that group you can ask to be entered in. Saul, thank you for joining me as always. Chris, same to you. and screaming dragon also thank you <laughs> we'll see you guys next week for episode 236 and without further ado we'd like to shout out our patrons who went over to patreon.com slash NarTec and gave as little as a dollar per month to help support us big thank shout you. out to ham and egger bailey Robertson, rob Wartpoint, josh drago mark schutz cypher primus kyle grimm richard schaefer rude days 93 joshua lago landis zachary sawyer Kevin Bacon Bits, Luke Rabbit, Danny Villiobos, Solitary Red, Jehudi MD, Sean, Josh Ayers, Derek Porter, Corey Hickerson, Constantly Kenny, Matthew Green, Sean Santarude, The Stonard, Josh Jarrell, Steven Salazar, Stone, uh, Shadowist, rather, and My Name is Dan. Thank you all.